0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah.
1: You made
2: it weird. Yeah. Made it weird with with weird. Pete Holmes. Weird. What's you happening, do. weirdos? What What is going... 300 episodes. This is incredible. I uh, the the whole premise of the show, if you haven't heard, is that me, Val, and uh, Brent Sullivan got together, had some wine, had a little tequila, and answered some of your questions. We didn't get to uh, dozens. But we, The ones we answered, we answered thoroughly, so I hope you enjoy that, and thank you to everybody that sent in a question, and uh, as I drink and get more and more sentimental, I get into this in the episode, but uh, I will say this now soberly, that I am uh, just so thrilled that you guys have been uh, with me for this, and thank you for continuing to listen, and uh, it, it means so much to me to go on the road and, and hear what the show means to you and share what the show means to me. And I, I really am just proud to be in this group uh, of weirdos. that we, <laughs> I was going to say that we found each other, but we have. It's kind of like a fun thing to uh, belong to. And So, thank you for listening. Let's get to this as quickly as possible. As I always say, if you want a t-shirt or something, uh, go to PeteHolmes.com. And we have a new sponsor, which I'm grateful for, which is CISO. This episode is sponsored by CISO Comedies, experiencing a serious renaissance right now. And CISO is a comedy streaming service tailor-made for comedy lovers and nerds with thousands of hours of the best comedy, 24-7, 365. So, See for yourself. CISO's got all 40 seasons of SNL, the entire Monty Python library, Kids in the Hall, Parks and Rec, both versions of The Office. That's Steve Carell and Ricky Gervais. And hilarious brand-new exclusive stand-up and serieses serieses from uh, UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, Cameron Esposito, Dan Harmon, Scott Ackerman, Jonah Ray. Plus, it's 100% ad-free, and it's only $3.99 a month. Even better, see so for yourself for free right now at See so CISO for yourself. so You get it. All the comedy you love and the new originals you don't even know you love yet for only $3.99 a month. For only $3.99 a month. No joke. Try it now for free. CISO.com. All right, guys. Thanks again. Enjoy the uh, fun bonus episode. On Friday, we're going to be releasing a best of episode as well just as a thank you for all the... Uh, uh, for the years of listening. And uh, for now, enjoy this really fun, wacky, wild time with Brent and Val. All right, get into it. This is Sparta! Uh, hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. 300 episodes. I guess I'll do that in the intro.
1: Yeah. In the
2: intro, I'll say it's the 300th episode. You can you say know. it now, too. Talk about our Lyft driver.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, my God. What <laughs> a dream. <laughs> <He said no.
2: laughs> okay, firstly, lived in my building. He yeah. lived
3: in your exact building.
2: Brent yeah. was running a little late, so you called a mm-hmm. Lyft. Mm-hmm. We all got in the Lyft. We were driving. We were passing. I used to live on Sycamore. Yeah. We're passing Sycamore Street, Right. several miles from where I live now, and he just goes... Uh, that's where I live, and I go. What number? My number. Yep. Yeah. My building. Yeah. Of all the lifts, it's it not went. a huge building. It's yeah. not like Mega City One. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably a couple hundred people. Yep. crazy.
1: And he was so adorable. He was
3: so adorable. I, I
1: have panic about sitting in the front seat, which I did. Yeah. But I was going to tell you, I've, <laughs> I've noticed that if I have just one glass of wine, which yeah. I did before uh, we got in the Uber. Speaking
2: of, somebody pop the bubbly. Somebody
1: pop the bubbly. Uh, just one <laughs> glass of wine will make me infinitely interested in the Uber driver no matter yeah. who they are. Yep, I, am I always
3: f- ask that, what's like your go do you have a go-to question? I wanted to get in the front seat by the way, but I felt it, cuz it, when his picture came up when I ordered him I'm like, "Oh,
1: ordered him." She looks pretty good. <laughs> when I ordered when him. When I
2: ordered him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I told Branch like in the back seat that whenever I order a Postmates or anybody, yeah, if it's a lady, I go to 1970s porno, and I'm like, she's yeah. gonna, she's gonna want to come in and eat some sushi, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done smoke that. my roll. I've and,
3: done that too. And it, it's, I, I think there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> to... Smoke my roll. Sorry. <laughs> is that a?
1: Is that a?
2: Really no, thing? it's not a
1: thing. It's a thing. Nor should it be.
2: Nor <laughs> it be. <laughs> Will it ever be?
3: Um, there, there wine. is something sort of depressing too. I think about. Because in my head, I'm always like, well, one of these days you're going to get in a lift with a really, like a genuinely hot guy, Mm -hmm. hot driver. He's going to drive you home. You're going to say, hey, come on in for a drink. And he's going to say no so he can continue to make – $6 $6 an hour or uh, whatever he's doing. You're not worth it. Uh, and, and I just know one of these days I'm just going to have like that mm, moment because yeah, I think – Yeah, but
2: what, what really matters – we talk about that on the podcast all the time. If we could really grasp the what matters of it all, mm. when we're really living – oh, God, this is such my podcast. But when we're really living <laughs> outside of fear, when you're living in kind of like an open uh, play area – you, oh my password's going to be on every time you turn that no, on. Just give it.
3: Do you want to write it it's down? It's
2: okay. You you would just be me. like you would just be like oh why wouldn't I ask this guy out? We talked about this years and years ago, and it's something I think about all the time. If you could really grasp we die and we're just here in these rental spacesuits that are yep. made of flesh, you would have been like, hey, who cares? Because if he goes, I gotta keep doing lift, yep. right? Yeah. But we never do. I don't. Yep. Well, did I ever tell you this
3: story? I did. Uh, I have a story about. Um, well, I'll just I'll, I'll uh, it's sort of well. I'll just say this. Um, Katie, can you please edit that rambling just before (laughs) I start? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. Make a note. We're, what, uh, 90 (laughs) seconds in? Thank you. Um.
1: Funny friends. Uh, Funny friends. Funny friends and funny funny friends. friends. Funny friends. Our favorite friends. Funny (laughs) friends. Anyway. Uh, Favorite friends. Yeah, okay. (laughs)
3: Uh, I I was driving on the street. Um... This is maybe like two years ago. So I was driving down the street. Can I just point out my least favorite
2: kind of humor? Ready? Yes. Where else would you drive? The sidewalk? Ugh. Hey! Can't. Hey! I'm here to marshal what you say. <laughs> you said on the street. Where are you going to drive on a golf course? <laughs> Get out of here, you literal monster. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> yeah, um, keep going.
3: So I'm driving on the street and I saw a guy. Whoop. I saw a guy uh, walking. Mm-hmm. Who was super attractive, mm-hmm. but in like an achievable sort of way? Like I, he had like terrible acne scars. So I was like, I can fucking do this. Yeah. I can do this.
1: I think you've told me. So this. I,
3: I, yeah, I remember this story. You, did too I you? No, that, please
1: continue because I can't <laughs> remember exactly detail. how it yeah. ends.
3: So I I, I, I pulled over. I uh, pretended to be lost. I asked him, like, where where some garbage, like, where McDonald's like, I
2: don't McDonald's know if I'm right, but I like to think the swinging gay community, it's not it's not the whole community, <laughs> right. but the swinging kind of out there, mingling, looking for some love. The groovy
3: gays.
0: The
2: groovy gays are living in 1970s pornos. Well, I, I like, should. Like, pretending to be lost is I the opening of sure. a porno. Right, like, right. do you know... Which way north is? You move the map to right. reveal throbbing erection. Well, I should I should
3: <laughs> emphasize that I am the least swinging, groovy gay guy of all. You're groovy. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm I think I'm fun, but uh, well, we love you to
2: death, well, Brand James. Uh, <laughs> but you're groovy in that in the same way a straight person that's groovy is groovy. You go out sure. and you're, you're interested. I don't mean. Just straight whoring or like yeah, bad, yeah. bath yeah. housing. I'm talking about, you know, you're yeah. out. You're ready you're, to mingle. You're, you're out you're out and ready to go. I'm single. <laughs> rarely ready to mingle. No. Old tweet of mine. I'm not single.
1: Hey. hey just <laughs> quoting old <tweets>. <laughs> 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 Um, I want to hear the end of that yeah, because I so, can't remember.
3: So uh, I, I approached him. I asked him where like McDonald's was. I offered uh, to buy him coffee. Yeah. He obliged. Wait, did At he McDonald's. know where McDonald's was? Uh, no, but I was like, "Oh, I think there's a coffee shop two blocks from my apartment." So uh, we got coffee, and then—do you really want to be more alert for what about to happen? Right. I mean, I—I <laughs> I never even take my shirt off with the lights on, more or less sober. <laughs> But then, uh, and then afterwards, we hooked up. <laughs> greatest day of, of all time. Greatest thing that's oh. ever happened to anyone in oh. the history of the world. Right? That's the dream. That's that is dream. that is the dream. Picking They're, someone up. This literally is such off a rare street. event for me. So I'm like, this is the greatest day of. We swap numbers. Can We're I about- ask
2: a, a, a question? Sure. It's going to seem. Who knows how it's going to seem? Yeah. When uh, the action starts happening, was it kind of clear which way it was going to go? Because we talked the Dan Savage of it all where with gay sex it's not necessarily assumed anything. So right. when you were talking to this guy did you get a sense I think this is this and this is this? Sure. Well, we didn't have sex.
3: Okay. We just we just like kind of we're the talking third around. base.
2: You're doing the yeah. mess around.
3: Just doing the mess around.
2: Yeah. Uh, the but stuff I everybody would say likes. I the would hips. say
3: people generally have like open conversations about yeah. about what they do. This is Beautiful. What,
1: this is what we need. That is what that is that's that's what, what we, we need. need.
2: That's Community. what we need open it's true. and honest that, this discussions. This is why the gays the gays are b- having better sex. This
3: is
1: groovier. Damn.
3: And so, anyway, so like a week later, a week after this happened, I sent him a text. I was like, "Hey, what's up? How are, how are you doing?" And he wrote back, "Who is this?" Oh. And and I was like, "It's the stranger that sucked your dick." How are you losing <laughs> track? How are you losing track of the people that are approaching you on the street <laughs> and having third base <laughs> intercourse with you? Well, so didn't so we so I was a little I was a little hurt, but we went back and forth a little bit, and I I thought it was really cute. So, a week after that, uh, I was super horny, super. so I sent him a text that said, uh, "I will come to your house and we can do whatever you want," and he wrote back. Who is this?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my God.
3: <laughs> so, I, that in, was the end. I'm either, no longer gay. Either, that was no. the end. I'm <laughs> Never again.
0: Never again.
1: Yeah. Oh my I'll God. Being I forgot that. I, yeah. If I knew that part of the story, I forgot that he did it a second is time. So, he's yeah. not
2: an iPhone, however. I mean, it's not saving his old text because he could see I, the. Uh... I, just,
3: I just picture him deleting it the moment we're done. Oh. Maybe, <laughs>
2: maybe
1: he's hiding that he's gay or something. Or maybe he's in a relationship. Let's yeah. figure it this is Yeah, that's
3: possible. I mean, I think it's the relationship. I mean, we did, it was like one of the strongest language barriers I've ever had. So I don't remember any actual facts about him, but I do think. <laughs> Wait, he was a Spanish speaking man? Yes. Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. huh. Uh uh-huh. Good guess.
1: I my. would have guessed Asian because mm-hmm. I know you. Yeah.
3: Well, I went Spanish because <laughs> of the guy. No, that no, just, no, 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 fetishes here. But uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: my
2: neighbor, who drove us in the lift, was uh, lat- Latino. Latino. That's right. That's oh, right. Uh, I was going to
1: ask you, uh, Brent, how often would you say that you see somebody out in the world that mm-hmm. you're attracted to?
3: You know, that's a good question because sometimes I think, I wonder, like, like. You know, the older you get and like the more access you have to Instagrams and and like you're looking at more pictures of people than ever before in your yeah, life. So like terrifying. am I less a, am I less a, like do I need to find people that are closer to my type than ever before or is it like the same number as when I was like a, a disgusting 16 year old, you right. know? Like am I attracted to the same number of people?
2: No. Yeah. Uh, you live in a world where you've seen what's the guy's name in 30 seconds to Mars. Jared Leto, you've yeah. seen Jared Leto, <laughs> yeah, ruins everything for you. Requiem for, for a Dream, he looks Ru- great in that Aww. one. That's I, so good. I, well, we do, <laughs> talk about this on the podcast all the time. Is, is the number of options actually doesn't make us any happier? So we right. probably you probably are looking to be sixteen. Imagine to just go like, well, there's six guys that I like, right? You know what I mean? Well, you know, and I in would high say- school for me it was like. Point oh 0.02. R- guys, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Can I also say we're drinking wine?
3: Yeah, I, actually need, I should start drinking. Cause oh, I don't you don't know. Well, I just want to feed you my say,
2: alcoholism. Right? I didn't pour anything yet. Oh, no.
1: Do you want wine or do you no, want let's
2: tequila? Do, let's do tequila? Let's go oh, with tequila. Yes. Sweet Lady Val, you were saying that one glass of wine for you. Uh, somebody sent me this sketch because we were talking about this on the podcast once. And it's some sketch group, British sketch group, does a sketch, and I've referenced it many times since, which is called Nearly Two Drinks. And it's true. You can change the world when you're three. When you're yeah, halfway through right. your second glass that's of right. wine. That's right. that's right. Is when you're just like, no! Nah! <laughs> like you're, you're unstoppable. I'm not talking about, like, so. Jägermeister uh, Metallica that's power. Funny. I'm just talking about you want to talk to everybody. Right.
1: Right. Well, I feel like uh, also, just to get... You know, feminist about it for a second. Women are often, like, conditioned to, like, not offer their opinions or not even, like, ask too many questions. Yeah. Because we're, like, supposed to It's known as yammering. yeah, exactly. And no one... man
2: has ever been told to stop yammering. <laughs> yeah. That's only for women. <laughs> one... and, and quit your gabbing is, is yeah. <laughs> your typically gabbing. only quit, for ladies too. Quit your blabbing too. and exactly. boring. Blabbing yeah. and boring is for both. And then
1: when you, <laughs> then when you add male um, comedians present company,
2: exclude. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so, like, if
1: we're going to dinner with some of our our name, friends, names,
2: name name name. Just kidding. Please shant, don't name. I shan't
1: and I won't. Uh, but it's like I have to have one and a half to two glasses of wine to get me to even be a part of the conversation yeah. because it takes interrupting. You have to
3: interrupt.
0: Really? the way, yeah. if you
1: just sit and wait for your natural turn, it won't ever happen. Yeah. It
3: depends on who you go with. Yeah, uh, that's,
2: yeah that's true. Uh, but as I cut you off. By uh, <laughs> Alan <laughs> and I have no, talked no. about that, the the idea that there really is, this is why I think there's something kind of mafia-esque going on. There's a There's a respect system happening. So even if you're not a lady... I've had meals where it's, let's, this is a pretend meal. But let's say it's me, Andy Richter, and Conan O'Brien. In that, that's never happened. Sure. In that situation, though, I would be the one feeling like I need wine to interrupt. You know what I mean? Just because they're established, they're at a different level, they're friends. So there really is that sort of like, oh, that's a made guy. You can't talk when he's talking. Yeah. So I do agree that it's gender, though, because almost every time...
1: It, yeah, you don't even, get
2: asked many questions. Even
1: when it's our, even if it's some of our like closer friends who it's like now there. This isn't the world of comedy where there's a hierarchy of people who are yeah. more successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like both of you are so intentionally not interrupting me right now.
0: It's so cute. Uh,
1: but yeah, some I I think there I think there's both at, at play, and there are people you know that we have lunges with where I I rarely speak because they're intimidating or whatever but sure. it's just it's weird that it takes like a glass of wine to remind me like oh yeah what i some of my thoughts are valuable yeah mm-hmm. and i can make contributions to yeah. conversation
3: it is it, it, i remember i had like in high school i had some classes where i would be like the focal point of attention i was like loud and boisterous and hilarious and then other classes where I wouldn't say a word because it's like the like the sort of the just the dynamics the vibe, the vibe and the yeah. dynamics of yeah. like the social. I
2: know exactly what you mean. I think that's one of you're helping the world feel <clears throat> less lonely to me because I think a lot of people know that feeling. I when I'm with Nick Thune, I'm this way, and when I'm with these people, yep. I'm this way. And that's the kind of the quality of having different groups. I've noticed though with you, sweet lady Val, is that when you're with. Other lady, like we just met uh, Bill Hader and his wife. Mm -hmm. Instant bond. Bill, by the way, I don't know Bill very well, but he's very good about talking to everyone. Mm -hmm. I I was going to say to the girlfriend of the community, but that's just what I know because I'm not bringing other people around. And then he also told me, he wouldn't mind me saying, he really gets upset when people don't. right. Uh, include his wife right. when they say hello when they will like interrupt at dinner yeah. and they don't even acknowledge her.
3: One of my favorite things to do is I actually uh well, like for some of my comedy friends I will I'll like go out of my way to ask only about their girlfriend yeah, no because sense. they never
2: so. get it and yeah. it's also a vague <laughs> slight to them. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. So it's kind of like a fun power thing. But there. if you if you co- f- and you figured this out if you come over and and you know little backstory Brent comes over all the time you are mm-hmm. the, we are true couple friends and um it's interesting I don't. I, one of the reasons I like you coming over is because you guys have such a great rapport that yeah. I can relax a little bit. Yeah, it's almost We've, like no one be in the good way. Yeah. it's almost like no <laughs> one's there. No, we just talked about this. I was yeah, telling. We were just saying this the other we day. Were, <laughs> we
1: were lovingly noting that our hangs have become like just the two of us talking for like three hours. People
3: play video games in the background, and he'll play. And he'll chime in. Chime like, in. This once every thirty minutes, with like. Uh, like like one of like his like uh, what are they like, called uh, yeah what are they called uh, syllable things where he's like uh, oh VJL very good looking and then back <laughs> and then like back to the game yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> sometimes you're like kind of jolted you're like oh make an uh, acronym oh, oh yeah you're here <laughs> acronym that's yeah, it. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: before we had a Super Nintendo it was he would mm-hmm. be quietly in the corner making <laughs> memes <laughs> about the things that we were just talking about it, yeah. and then sending it to <laughs> we us we would talk about a certain person oh and I would text you while then... I was in the room. With you, but I can't describe
2: a meme. I no. love memes. You I love. I love. So. I downloaded I don't know the app
3: just to keep up with you Yes, guys.
2: Yeah. I, I- I'll <laughs> send a picture of Brent with something Brent would say over yeah. it, and it just and it warms me. my cold, yeah. cold heart. I don't know what it. Let's do one question. We'll yeah. keep. We'll keep talking. But all right. So let me. Also... Oh, and I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Do, you me to, do you want me to
2: read the names? <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think the names go in. All right, let's do... All right, Sorry, my what do um, you think?
1: I was just going to say, I I want us to eventually get to my friend Katie's question, if you see her on the list.
2: Sure. So. Oh, okay, I'll okay. write it down here. Katie. So what do we do if the email's, like, long? What if the... the yeah, that's a long email. Maybe look for the question mark.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should have prepared no, for I, this before.
2: So. I think this is the fun. Yes, they get to see real,
3: real... Uh, Jesus, live, Jesus Christ, girls. Michael. Come on, man. What did he say? Oh,
1: somewhere Michael's um, just weeping in the bathtub.
3: Oh, uh, can you share your thoughts on the final season of Mad Men, please?
1: Ooh. Oh, sure. Oh, you you were about to say, yeah, I hate
3: this not I haven't seen it, so... Uh, yeah. Katie, can we edit that, please?
2: Thank you. Brent, this is my, this is Katie, my podcast. This is my 300th episode. I asked you here to help in the asking of me questions. I know you guys would like to turn this into YouTube Gavin, and I'll come in with an acronym from time right. to time.
1: No, 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 no. But
2: I did bring the Super Nintendo. Uh, if you, if just, you in just in case. Just in case. case. We get so mad. I think Mad Men after season three... Change. It happens to be the season that they stop shooting on film. It's also just the progression of time. We're moving out of the novelty of it being the early 60s, and we're getting closer and closer to the 70s. And I wasn't really into his relationship with Megan, and he was really getting very self-destructive and mm-hmm. kind of sad, beating down Don Draper, drinking at work, and you think he's going to get fired isn't my favorite Draper. Mm-hmm. The reason I play video games that I'm good at, like we were talking about I'm playing Red Dead right now again, I'm very good at it, very simple because I like playing video games that make me feel like a winner. Similarly, yeah. I like watching shows that are kind of I like that he's got it together. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's like a pornographic kind of expression. You're watching a guy deal with his life falling apart and the whole time he's just like, What do you want to hear? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like very calm. So when he starts really crashing towards the end, it it's less pleasant for me. So but also just the feel. It's brighter. It it started um, being more deliberately funny instead of like kind of slipping in the humor every once in a while, so the show changed. What hosting SNL I think changed. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, so it started to become more deliberately comedic. Where I think the fir- earlier seasons are more dark and lonely, and then the loneliness was something you'd visit from time to time, and there'd be more wacky stuff. Seasons one through three though are are really perfect, and then every other season I've only seen once. Yeah,
1: I just had a new thought about it. Where to me it's so clear that the '60s were. Awesome in so many ways, and then the seventies really sucked. Kind of as a result of the. That's 60s. right. It was like, the response. Yeah, like like the sixties were your twenties, and the seventies were your thirties of like just being like, I guess I gotta get my shit together. Yeah, now. yeah. Inst- I feel like
2: everyone in the sixties and the seventies was in line at a DMV.
1: Yeah, they were like,
2: oh fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna get deported if I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> if I, I just, just don't members. actually like take care of my stuff. I need a so mortgage. it's almost like the show mirrors that perfectly because yeah. when the show first came out, everybody was like, it's just like. A World that I want to live in. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And like as you get closer to the '70s, things just start sucking more and well, more. You, like take
2: uh, Kenneth Cosgrove for example, who's so fun in the early seasons. He's an aspiring writer, and you're kind of invested. And yeah. Salvatore's in love with him, and it's really kind of exciting. And then by the end, he's got an eye patch, and he's a corporate shill, and you're just <laughs> kind of like fuck man that's not I the reason I love Mad Men and I've said this many times is because any episode is like a short story and it's just kind of like a beautiful nothing is really resolved necessarily it's just like there's a lot of napkins on laps there's a lot of ice clinking there's like shots of popcorn popcorn. (laughs) there's literally no popcorn popcorn but you know it's slow and And even though I I didn't grow up in the 60s, even as a child, I still have this, like, warmth about that time. I think we all do. It's kind of simple but also very haunting. And there's something very sad and lonely underneath it. Like, all things that I really enjoy.
3: Is there a time that you romanticize, like the yes. most, like a, a time question. in history. Thank you, Brent. Can I and also,
2: you? what's this guy's name? We should I was going
3: to say, I, I wasn't going to forget. Michael Bolas. Michael good Bolas. Man. Good good first question. Find him on Facebook. That's Mikey like B.
1: three-fourths of Michael Bolton. it's
3: yep. true. Mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. Bolas. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Captain <laughs> You know what's uh, weird? I am like <laughs>
3: obsessed. I'm like obsessed with like mid- like the medieval... Era, is that right? Which oh, is, the that wor- is the I still worst I still one. kind of think dragons exist. Like I I'm, I uh, I'm maid. still like well it's, oh it's it's when like magic maid. was real and and I I I like I but I kind You're of romanticize kind of like being like a like a uh, you know, a feudal lord, of oh. course. I don't want to be a peasant, but you being like a feudal lord, like in the 1600s, yeah. maybe just after the bubonic plague.
1: That is, I don't am- know why. That is if so are- amazing to me. <laughs> I literally, every time I see art from that period of time, I say, at every stop that I say, is there a worse time that you could be alive? That is the worst time It is to pretty me. bad. But I love that that you're full of surprises. But see, yeah. that to me,
2: what does it say about us psychologically? Yeah. You know, Patton Oswalt has that great theory about like you're either like zombie movies or you like post-apocalyptic right. movies. And it says something about you. I think this says something about you is – is what is it the coldness it feels cold even if you think, were re- yeah. royal it was like you can't get a fire good enough to get yeah. all the corners hot
3: I also think it's a time wet. it's a time like when you go back there you can like being lazy is totally fine because there's nothing else to do I like uh, that and so like now, like some days you have that day where you're like I did, I did nothing today I understand and yeah. so but it's in the 1600s uh, this would have been a fucking awesome day because yeah. I didn't have to do anything right, right? except oh, for
1: my- the like hours of things that you have to do just to like stay just, warm, yeah. have find a toilet. But um, I mean,
2: that's was, where the feudal part comes but in. This, but, I agree. but I do understand. I agree. Yeah. That's where we're like kind of gorillas in the jungle, where it's like just maintaining life was your life. So as long as you were alive, you were doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're like if you're if you're doing well, you have a Tesla. Yeah. Like they right. couldn't have even dreamt of an electric sports car. No, you. So they're just like I wiped my ass today. Yeah. I found I yeah. found something soft and I wiped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> you're right but I think any any time period in the past is gonna have that and mine is turn of the century I think everybody knows 1898 around there but in 1910 there will be time but it's also Jesse James time Yeah, mm-hmm. every movie that I love the, time, the the feel of like being in the woods and waiting for a train to come in that you're robbing and yeah. that you're like a country rube <laughs> and they're paying you in a bag of turnips and you gotta bring the turnips back because yep. you think it's gonna heal your dying yep. wife Yeah, just so simple and weird and there's a lot of forced community and fresh Share it and also a, a lot of loneliness
1: it was a really good time to be a white male
3: yeah <laughs> it has so good most of
1: the eras were a really good time <laughs> yeah. to be a white male but
3: also it was a very good it was a really easy to kill people back then
0: oh yeah, yeah. have like, you ever thought about that it's like,
2: like Melanie's bit like as long like as dna
3: dna like just started being used like after i was born in 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 trials that is like regularly yeah. after and so like yeah
2: Like all you had to do was just not be there, yeah. And then you you got away with it when they showed up. Yeah, I. I, True. (laughs) The dream, and there's still parts of the world that are like that. I call them murder friendly. (laughs) 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 Let's do another question. Oh, Val, what was your what's your time period? My
1: my time period, I think, is the 20s. I really Good feel like joy. I, was, yeah. I no. was a flapper. I feel
2: like
3: it rained like, a lot in the 20s. I rained yeah. a lot, That's why the like, 30s were so great. But it was
1: romantic rain and like women yeah. were just like, hey, I'm going to cut my hair short and wear this non-flattering yeah. dress. The clothes wouldn't have been very flattering to my form, but I yeah. think I was a flapper.
3: But you also just start to get the right to vote, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just like just now getting there. Yeah. Like after decades and decades of people working right. for it, right. I get to reap the <laughs> benefits. <get> to- <laughs> yeah. Which I do feel like I'm... I'm also there for third wave fen- feminism is like a lot of people did a lot of the work and I'm just reaping all the benefits. Sure. Yeah.
2: And in the 20s, you get to talk like you're stoned and you have a secret. Like, mm-hmm. hey, stranger, you want me to buy yep. a drink? Like, are you high? <laughs> yes, I am. Put a cherry in there and call mm-hmm. it a wooden nickel. <laughs> what is wrong with you, madam? Uh, all
3: right. So let's do a question from Josiah Snader.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's a uh, name.
3: If you had to put money down on what God, religion, or belief system is real, which one would you choose and why?
1: Whoa. Oh. Very
3: apropos of Josiah.
1: That is such a Josiah question. It's such a Josiah I've I've question. Josiah. 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 Josiah? <laughs> Josiah. <Okay. laughs>
2: what God, religion, It rhymes with Messiah. I believe yeah. that's an Old Testament name, Josiah. Hmm. When
1: I w- you're We when knew a
2: Josiah in college. Before.
1: When I was in, at kids' church camp, like in fifth grade, I had a crush on a Josiah. And that's the last Josiah I remember.
2: I knew a tall, gentle Josiah. We called him Jos. He was amazing. And this was our impression impression of Jos. He'd go, nice.
1: That's all he
2: ever did. Jos, we're we're going down to the quarry. Nice. Oh
0: my god. That (laughs) says everything I need to know about Yeah, That's
2: all you need to know about sweet, sweet (laughs) Jos. Well, I mean, without getting too into it, one thought is, one of the reasons why I feel like something like I remember when I heard the the tenets of uh, of Latter Day Saints of of Mormonism the idea that you get a, a spirit planet and you make love with a spirit bride or multiple spirit brides and, and populate the planet with your uh, children. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that, and I know there are Mormons that might uh, take issue with that. That's how it was explained to me. Uh, that to me rings of, of guys getting around drinking absinthe and being like, what would be the best? Yeah. Oh, to be like, to be God, to become yeah. your own God mm. and your own planet. It's very much like a video game. It's almost like Sim Earth or something. Right. It's just like, and you get to fuck constantly. You're always horny and you make a planet of your offspring and then watch them kind of act out your will and you intervene and stuff. So that t- to me feels very manufactured and and i used to say when i was like more of a traditional christian i was like christianity doesn't feel man made it feels like such a pain in the ass yeah. all the all this purification and all this guilt and stuff Right. But, you know looking back that seems man made i don't think any of them this is this is uh my simple half a glass of wine answer i wouldn't put money on any of them being the only true one I happen to be in that camp where they're they're all true. It's all just different paths up the same mountain, which is, you know, a lot of people happen to think that. But I yeah. think you see there's like five or six or seven like fundamental transcendental truths that keep showing up in these things. And whoever the realized being is, whoever it is that eats a lot of mushrooms or whoever it is that does the work and has that connection to the divine, they always have similar revelations. So I'm not going to put money on any of them being the one. Uh, but if I did, it would be the Amish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, a little surprise turn, <laughs>
3: <laughs> bit of curveball there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just I'm just I've never been a believer, mm. and so and, and I I wish. Uh, it's like believing in ghosts. I kind of wish I did, but I just can't. I can't bring myself to get there.
2: I guess which
1: we- kind of get go. Sorry, goes back to the mid- your appeal to the medieval times, like yeah. you said. Like yeah. that <laughs> might be when ma- if uh, magic ever existed, that right. might be when it is. It's really a desire to believe in. because yeah. we've had this conversation before, one of our many times when we were realizing that we were um, very kindred spirits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first was having a crush on uh, the same people, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, George mm-hmm. G. T.
3: Yep. Obviously,
1: um. But but then uh, we were talking about how we're so afraid, like, to stay – we're just often afraid that somebody's going to come in and murder us or, yeah. or kidnap us. All day long, yeah. Yeah, and we were really commiserating with that. And then I was like, I also am just, like, terrified of ghosts in my house. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right.
1: Ghosts are not real. <laughs> the, the, yeah.
2: the light turned on in the bedroom last night.
1: Yeah. It uh, did? did? Yeah. Oh, After I said that, okay, there have been some weird, freaky lights thing, things going on, but I, I keep saying so. to the ghost, We've I'm like...
2: smoking weed, lights, that is, we lights, lights, lights do, are on. Do kind of come and go. <laughs> I don't mean to, every good ghost story starts with the woman believing before the guy, so maybe we're right on track. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I just keep like sending love to the ghost and saying, if all you want to do is turn on lights, that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it yeah. would help us if you could turn off some lights, <laughs> yeah. lower the thermostat when we're out of town. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, sorry, I feel like I interrupted you, Brent.
2: Uh, time. no, um, yeah,
3: I guess I was gonna say that I just, there are, uh, you know, we live in a time where there's there's so much explanation for everything, I just, yeah. k- I kind of wish that there was, like, you can't get lost anymore with mm-hmm. your phone,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and so, I yeah, I just kind of wish I had, like, yeah, more of history. an ability Yeah, but we discovered
2: to, in, like, it was a long time ago, I I want to I say it was the 50s, they discovered the anti-proton, which was like there's anti-matter, which mm-hmm. means there's this other, this whole other world for the matter. That I can't explain that. But if you wanted to, you could look into that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, to me, an openness towards ghosts or anything like that is, is backed in some of that, like, crazy, why isn't anyone talking about these guys that won some Nobel Prize for discovering this concurrent dimension that could collide with us and end, end everything as we know it.
3: Right, mm. right.
2: But go on.
3: All right, let's do, let's do another one. Um, David Larson David Larson uh, with two S's ooh yeah L- Larson oh. uh, so truly Scandinavian I think um, <laughs> he said tell us more about your Green Day emo punk period feels like there might be some gold there
2: <laughs> <laughs> David Larson Larson Thank That's you, David. vaguely
3: condescending of him.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like there's some gold there that I'm missing Yeah, that, that you somehow, <laughs> somehow ignored. Oh, I appreciate the vote of confidence. I, you know, I realize looking back, I still listen to some of the punk rock that I like. And I think it was because very classic teen angst, like... I was in kind of a tumultuous household. It wasn't terrible, but there was arguing and there was certainly tension. So listening to this like really crank, like Rancid's first album was a really big album for me. And it had so much aggression in it that I really think listening to it was kind of like going on the treadmill or something. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know any other way to burn off all that kind of uh, angst. It literally was teen angst. And then like... I remember my brother was kind of had his identity. He was like going to parties. He had girlfriends and stuff. And I was very white bread because I was a sweet kid. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do to stand out? And when I really found punk rock, I was like, oh, this will be my thing. It never felt quite right. You know what I mean? Like I never – I was never like, I'm home. Like at Warped Tour, these are my people. Right. But it felt good to – Peacock a little bit. I was going, and I was in high school, and there are all these people, and I was obsessed with like, what, which kind of guy am I? Then you get a biker jacket, and you put some studs in it. You're a punk guy, yeah. And you start a punk band, and you paint the name of your punk band nude on, on your jacket, yeah. And uh,
1: it's like a, it's an identity kit. It was it's an like identity kit.
2: I could have gone cowboy.
1: Yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. God, remember that feeling of adolescence when you're like, what, what? which? type yeah. of person and, yep. I, and you have to decide and then you have to stick to it yep. and you have to do all of the corresponding like was, dressing and and then out of nowhere I, I slowly yeah. cross
2: faded to like youth pastor if you look at my junior yeah. high uh, high school yearbook photo long hair uh, probably like a weird punk shirt with a safety pin in it Senior year, shaved head, and I, I looked like I was handing you a track in the photo. Yeah, like just completely <laughs> changed course. Yeah, because I found that that could be a type of identity too. Like right. I was like, oh, I'll be like the Bible kid. Go yeah. on. Yeah,
3: I remember when I was in middle school, I would have friends that would uh, that knew like a lot about rap, and so like you'd be talking to them, and they would just like break. Did this ever happen to you? They would like break into rap. Like they would start like kind of like rehearsing rap. <laughs> no, yeah, I swear You're to God. Friends, and that's... I remember, I remember spending like two days being like, "All right, I got to get you know caught up on this." And I was like, mm, "No, not doing that." Wow. Not no, doing, I wow. remember the days of having to memorize to rap Roman lyrics and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you do you feel like you changed a lot in high like since you were in high school, or do you feel like you've pretty much been? I
3: think I'm like I think I'm sort of the same. I see in an that awful way. No.
1: no. <laughs> You know, like, no way.
3: Do you ever, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, you think about like, uh, it, it's good to be, you know, I guess, genuine and honest, but then sometimes you're like, I, I'm like I'm the exact same person that, as I was like 12 years ago.
1: I think that's so cool. My brother once told me, you've changed, you've been more different people than anybody I've ever known. Like, really? I've Very changed. Every two years for my entire life. Really?
2: <laughs> There's a, there, I forget who said it. There's a great mystical kind of quote. It's like I can't go back to who I was yesterday because I'm a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I feel I completely relate. So, to that. what's like the
3: phase just... that makes you cringe?
1: Oh, is that's there anything it. that
3: was like yes. a time where you're like, oof.
1: Oh yeah. When I was really bought into the like Christian scene, and probably <laughs> like 15, and had been like working in the nurseries and babysitting. I have journals that I actually – and I don't really believe in this because mm. I think, like, it's all part of your journey and that's great or whatever. But I've actually, like, burned them yeah. because I was so <sighs> obsessed with having a husband and yeah. having babies. Yeah. So yeah. I was we Well,
2: talk about me. an identity. That's a choice. You can, you can go that right. route really hard.
1: And just being like, I'm burning this part of me.
3: <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I kept a journal in fourth grade and I remember I had on one page – I wrote about how I was obsessed with my friend Tony, Aww. and I just wanted to hang out with him all the time. Jesus, Brent, Aww. and I—I I also remember saying I wanted to wrestle with him. Oh my god! <laughs> oh and then I, but I also had the weird foresight to know that was like vaguely wrong, so I cut it out. What do you yeah. mean? Literally, with I scissors? literally like I wrote it, and I was like, I should get rid of this, so I cut it out with scissors. And I still have the journal. Sometimes you, I'll look through and like look at the page where there's like a. Clearly, like a cut mark.
1: Oh my God! Oh. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, fourth grade. Oh my like God!
3: Eleven or ten or something.
1: Oh, uh, that,
3: that is so
1: precious. I want to go back in time and, and just like hug you and tell you. You're I want to gay. go back and
3: crush my head. <laughs> um, no. All right, let's do. Uh, let's do another one. Carrie Ryan writes: How did you break away from pursuing a safe career and have a faith that a passion could be your job? Do you have any advice on how to do it?
1: Great question.
3: Yeah. She yep. says she's going to have her master's at the end of the- All right, whatever. We get, we, we get the question. <laughs>
1: she's very, she has yeah. the don't credentials be to ask this question. Ryan.
3: She says, by the end of the summer, I'm, I'll have a master's degree in something I probably won't ever use.
2: I went oh, that's into okay. I mean, of- you, you don't have to uh, put it down or read the whole email. Okay. Right,
1: <laughs> Congratulations on your master's.
2: Uh, <laughs> Let's not- find that sweet, sweet middle ground. Um, Yeah, that's a great question. Somebody asked me something recently, and I really regretted my answer. Uh, So I'm going to try and do it better this time. Is that idea that uh, you're you all the time, Carrie, and everybody listening. So nobody knows better than you. So there's nothing that I can really say. Uh, meaning my experience was I kept getting these little hints that you were, I was on the right path
0: like mm-hmm.
2: you'd try stand-up and you would do okay or yeah. you'd ask to be in the newspaper and they would publish you or they, you'd sell a cartoon this is shitty college newspaper nothing, nothing big like that and then everything you'd go to improv class and you'd be like I think I'm okay so it wasn't like some big grand leap although there was a young kind of naive moment where I was like I'm doing comedy no backup plan that absolutely happened but how long would that have lasted if I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm really garbage at this"? Yeah. And th- you always have to be on the lookout for those little breadcrumbs down your path. And if it happens, a lot of people, especially in, I think in America, are like, "Showbiz or bust, Entourage or bust," mm-hmm. and it, and really, Joey Cam's talks about your bliss. It's like you being in that flow, and no one has more intuition for your life than you. No one has more insight for your life than you. We can hear other people giving inspiring stories. But really, you are your greatest teacher. And you need to be honest with yourself. And when you start seeing, like, hey, I think I have a knack for photography or I'm really good at web animations or whatever it is, follow that, follow that, follow that, and have the bravery and the boldness there. But then, you know, if you start getting other signals, you know, you you can always call an audible but no nobody can explain it to you somebody was like did you ever have like a dark night of the soul where you were like i gotta get out of comedy and i was like no does that mean that because you clearly have who's asking that question if you haven't that i'm purer than you or more divinely anointed to do comedy than you absolutely not you're you all the time i'm just dipping into your awareness to, to either inspire you or not Yeah, But you need to be the one that trusts yourself, trust your gut. There's so much emphasis put on rational intelligence when emotional and intuitive intelligence is just kind of like dismissed. Women get it sometimes. They're like, oh, she's got her female intuition. We all have some level of intuition. And when we're quiet and when we listen, I think we can find our authentic paths. And when we get hard news pointing us one way or the other. Yeah. Having the bravery to go, well, maybe my brain was wrong, but my heart is telling me to go this way. Mm -hmm.
1: That's a really beautiful answer. (laughs) Just gazing at you lovingly that entire time. Uh, I really empathize with that situation, though, because I, I understand. Like, I'm from that world where it's like you can't afford to find your dreams. You have to live day to day. And like you it only have takes just like one enough or two money. People
2: saying that to you for you to and believe it. Too. I don't mean you. No, no, no. I mean it could have been your dad. It could have been a yeah. partner. Somebody goes get real, and you're yeah. like, you kind of hop too.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> Even being an English major, people were always like, "What are you going to do with that?" And you're like, "There, it's everything. That's yeah. books. That's writing. That's yeah. teaching. That's anything." Yeah. So I know that feeling of like whatever she's getting her master's in that she feels like won't be a paying job. I'm sure there are people who are just like, "Well, good luck with that philosophy, yeah. whatever." And you're like, right. um, "What about knowledge and just learning?" And and I get like it's so hard to make. A leap from, like, I have to eat, so I have to work, and then I get home from work, and I'm so exhausted. So, like, when am I supposed to pursue whatever my greater path is? But we were just
2: watching American Splendor, and if you look at somebody like Harvey Picar who worked in a filing office, like a real shit job, and never really got enough money from his comic books, from, my comics, to, Mm -hmm. to like, go—that was Crumb (laughs) or him—but never really— broke out and Mm -hmm. was like, now I am a millionaire. All right, well, I happen to know a lot of millionaires, and I also know a lot of people that are just kind of scrapping together their art. I don't see too much difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. It's really, really way easier to navel-gaze and talk this way if you have your basic needs met, and I'm not belittling that. But there's something to be said about do your duty. This is a big Eastern thing, a big Hindu thing, the concept of Dharma. It's like we don't do things so that we can later brag about them on podcasts like I am, well, I've <laughs> done it. We do things because those are the things we are to do. Mm-hmm. And there's something really beautiful in saying I make art because I am to make art. Yeah. When I am quiet and when I am surrendering to this personality, right. this history, the the this time period and all the opportunities that are presented to them or whatever it is. I do these things because that those are the things that light me up and make me feel connected and inspired and uh, feel joy. Yeah. So I follow those breadcrumbs. But, like, it doesn't mean you have to – it's not cribs or bust. Yeah. Right? It's not like either you get the Lambo or you fucked up. Yeah. What I'm realizing is it's in the tension. It's in the in-between places where the real art of living – Rubber meets yep. the road. It's like instead of postponing your happiness, oh, when I hear about that, I'll feel good. It's now. It's now in the tension. Can we live here? Can we make tables because we make tables? Can we sweep floors because we sweep floors? Mm. And can we, uh, you know, Val, you're a good example of this. You write and stuff. And it's not necessarily going anywhere yet. Yeah. But one of the things, if I may, I feel like you, we've picked up <laughs> or nurture in each other is if you feel like working at all, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So I've seen you do that. You go like, I kind of feel like working. And then you go in the other room and you write. Nobody's like, Jezebel yeah. asked me to write this or anything. It's just that's yeah. tasting the breadcrumb. Is it the right one? I don't know. But you, you pick it up and you give it a word. And
1: when you're doing the thing, you're doing the thing. Like, you're already doing it. So that's when right. I'm writing, even if nobody sees that, that's I'm it. already doing mm-hmm. the thing. It's Correct. not like I have to wait for it to get published Fucking for that to be. A.
3: And how much? How much, the thing. How, much that every, how much stuff does anyone do, even if they're super successful, that no one will ever see. But uh,
2: and what is it? You know, it's you do it because you do it, and right. and if people like it, that's really great. And I, I won't lie to you; it feels nice. Feels nice to have people enjoy this podcast and to meet you guys after live shows and stuff. That feels great. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we want to, I think, have that purity and that emptiness of being. I do comedy because my brain lights up when I try and do comedy, and I like the feeling of, yeah. of creating.
3: It's tough, though. I have noticed that I think there's a double standard. I would say most particularly in enter- in entertainment, mm-hmm. where if you, like you were saying, if you don't become enormously successful, someone somewhere could, could deem you a failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, I don't know, I just, I find it, like, I think if your dream is to go into physics, or to be a scientist, and you don't win... The Nobel Prize, I don't think people will think of you as a failure. Yeah. But I was watching, God, I was like watching the Oscars a couple of years ago or something, and they were, you know, they showed, I think it was like Meryl Streep, Uh, or it was someone who was like super popular, and someone at the party I was at was like, ugh, she's the worst. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, she's. The most successful actress, <laughs> right. and yet there's someone somewhere who's just, who could still conceivably just dismiss your entire existence. But then don't you
2: believe, and this is something I feel like you have to believe it before you necessarily even believe it. You do it as well as you can from where you're at. And then eventually through practice, you can get to that place. I feel like, I imagine, Meryl Streep is a person that does that sort of work because she's doing her duty. It's like, I do this to do this. And if we start looking at other people as mirrors, show, I know we're in show business, so of course we do that. Mm-hmm. We literally get up in front of audiences that are mirrors. But they're, at a certain point, you have to no one is going to save you. It's you. You are the teacher and you are the experiencer and you are the eyes of the universe experiencing itself. So you go on stage because you are compelled to go on stage. People like it. That's great. And believe me, that's where the food to mouth comes in. Mm. And I understand that. But I think... A lot of these people that we're drawn to, Daniel, uh, Daniel Plainview, Daniel Day-Lewis, who cobble shoes in between movies, you get the sense that this guy is just doing what's in his DNA. Yeah. And we're drawn to that. We're drawn to people who have come alive and, and are doing what, they're, what they ought to be doing. Um, so I, I, I don't know why I said that. Brent, do
1: you, no, I think that was beautiful. Did you always know that you wanted to be a comedian? I yeah. can't remember if we've talked about this.
3: I get, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think like the last time I had to, I, I, I thought it might be fun to be a therapist.
1: Oh, and then be good that. <laughs> thank you. You're such a good listener.
3: <laughs> well, it's never too late. Yeah, um, <laughs> go into that. What if I like just started really
1: encouraging you? <laughs> oh yeah, you should do that. You know what I know about it? a program? You could enter. Katie,
3: let's take that out. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think as of like late high school, it's like I just want, I want to be. a. Do stand-up
1: well you're so good and our lives are better
3: well <laughs> you
2: are very very, <laughs> very good babe, i don't know i think it's one
3: funny. of these things where like regardless of whether you've had a great year a great month or great week or whatever it's like is i think i'm gonna die every like every day and so every <laughs> time i get on a plane i'm like well this is it and i think most people i think a lot of people feel that way and so if you can feel like the last maybe four or five years i've felt like at ease when i get on planes i'm like well i've you know done what I wanted to do and, mm. and I guess that's, that's fine for now mm. and then of course it lands and you're like oh shit I've got to get back like, to my real life <laughs> I think this is a big
0: thing though I it's like, that feeling
2: so well. it's a big and then what right? so you do who is the most Meryl Streep was one of your examples it's like and then what Ram Dass tells a story uh, where he's like let's say a meteorite is coming towards the earth Uh, And you you know you have 30 minutes to live. And he's kind of funny about it. He's like, what are you going to do? Try and get laid real fast? Mm -hmm. Are you going to smoke a joint real fast? Mm -hmm. And he's kind of pointing out that a meteorite is coming towards your life. And we do think that if we amass accolades and respect and enough people love you and think you're a genius and you have the right car and you have the right house and the right wife and the right leisure time and all that stuff— <laughs> well it's because it 's on do not disturb, and they keep calling. Oh.
1: I think it's important
2: yeah. Yeah. I, we're talking i 'm back and we 're talking about the meteor yeah. right yeah' we and I, we right
1: yeah, and you were talking about Ramdas and uh, I told Brent that i Forgot to propose that we do this drinking game where we drink every time you mention. Rob
2: oh, to us. you will die! You will
1: die!
2: <laughs> Firstly, sorry for taking the call. Uh, my phone's always on do not disturb, but if somebody calls multiple times, I assume yeah. it's important, and I was glad I took it. Uh, but I'm back. And uh, anyway, meteor. So I don't. I'm not an expert at this stuff, but it's that idea that what is the like David Bowie? David mm-hmm. Bowie dies, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh shit!" And I, I agree. And then some people are like, "Yeah, but he did so much." kind of like, what's, what are we talking about? Like, is there an amount of toys that you can stack up that prevents you from dying? Is there an amount of respect you can stack up that prevents you from dying? So what Ram does is saying, with, drink, what yeah. Ram does is saying, <laughs> meteor is coming towards the earth, what are you going to do? Smoke a joint? Pleasure, chase pleasure, minimize pain and all that sort of stuff. Or are you doing what you do because that's what you do? Because mm-hmm. the meteor is coming. But you're do. there's the pleasure of uh, blending into your purpose and, well, there, and discovering your purpose and as you got me that wonderful frame thing humbly and proudly returning what you've been given yeah. so you've been given this great gift of stand up and writing and performing and you are returning it Yeah. and I remember I was a TJ in Denver and he was like what if you knew the world was going to end we were about to go in and do a show and if we knew we only had like 8 hours I was like I would go in and do this show Yeah. that's dharma yeah. sorry to pat myself on the back at the end there but that's the feeling of we're doing what we would be doing. And it doesn't have to be show business. It's just I, I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. Yeah. I'm a sculptor. I write quietly in the office while Pete's talking to himself playing Red Dead. <laughs> we're doing what we do. What were you going to say, Sorry,
3: I was going to say there's a uh, – I feel like I remember learning this once and I might very well be wrong. But I, in like cognitive psychology, they say that you're, you could be motivated by like three different like, kind of fundamental – you could either be intimacy-motivated, you could be power-motivated, and I forget the third. <laughs> uh, but I – like what would you say – like when you do stand-up and when you're like putting yourself out, do you, what, what are you looking for? Do you want – are you looking for power? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for, for – do you want people to, to say hi? Do you want – pussy.
2: Like, you know, what are you looking for?
1: Um, hello, Mr. Yeah. Therapist. Cognitive uh, Theory.
2: You know, it's interesting. I find it very helpful to split yourself into multiple, not personalities, but different dimensions. Yeah. And when I just talked about this on Duncan's podcast. I look at my ego as Daniel Plainview, as Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood. And I call it feeding the Plainview. Every once in a while I do stand up and I feel white lightning coming through my veins and I want to talk to everybody. And I, I'm honest with Val about this. It's about like, kind of feeling virile. You want to fuck everybody. Yeah. It's, it's not like I want to cheat on Val. It's that you're just... I know I've said many times that I don't feel like fucking after shows, and that's true. But sometimes the right cocktail yeah. happens of, of performance and experience, and you're just like, I am a conqueror, and I want to fuck everybody, yeah. and it's amazing. So that's plain view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I am not here to deny the human experience of it's gross to talk about wanting power. It's gross to talk about wanting money. It's gross to talk... What I boil those things down to is access, though, is access to certain people and experiences. That's a big thing that I want. Remember we talked about that? Affirmation, access, and ascension Mm -hmm. were my three desires. So I want to evolve, which is ascension. I Uh, want access to fun, interesting people, mostly. We just went to a swank... Golden Globe party, not for us. But when I get to be <laughs> friends with Rob Bell because I have a certain type of life that is attracting to those types of people, that is more yeah. important to me. And then, um, what uh, well, affirmation? I do, is that what he said? Adoration.
1: Adoration. I
2: do like people saying hello. Yeah. I'm not shy, but I do like the applause. I, getting a standing ovation feels fantastic. Of course. And that, Plainview likes to nibble on that, but my awareness is just kind of observing the whole thing. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. What's your What's your answer?
3: You know, I think uh, I used to think it was power, but I I think it's intimacy now. Mm. I do. I like the idea of having as many like nice, vaguely flirtatious conversations as I can have before I die.
0: Mm. Uh, that's Uh, great (laughs) that is great you know the idea of like doing a show and
3: talking but the weird thing is it's like I punish myself because I don't always hang out around the audience after a show or I don't always uh, make myself accessible Mm. uh, in that sense so uh, it's almost like I'm looking for someone to really like Find me on Twitter, you know, or something, which is which is almost unnerving. It's like I punish myself.
1: Well, it's intimacy, but that's also tension. That's talk. That's going back to the tension or tension. Tension, yeah. Mm. Where like like you were just mentioning the tension in um in what you're doing, like what what you're working on. Remember? When did you mention tension?
2: (laughs) Mm. On this podcast? Yeah,
1: just now. You just mentioned tension. But it's also true with, Mm. like, interactions where, like, it's really juicy when you, like, when you have kind of the flirtatious tension that yeah. is right. existing.
3: Like that Uber driver.
1: Like that Uber like, driver.
3: I'm excited for our next driver because <laughs> you don't know what he's going to be like.
2: And also <laughs> the know. next audience, uh, you know what I mean? That's a nice, fine kind of flirtatious, yeah. it's not necessarily sexual, but there's something about like, what's right. that going to be like right. when those two things kind of blend together? Right. And it's fun to get that feeling too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I realize the more money and the more power, quote unquote, that I'm exposed to, the, it, that... That doesn't necessarily do it for me. It really does come down to a human thing. It really yeah. does come... I'm not just saying this because I've had half a glass of this wine. It does come down to friends that you can have yep. come over and gab on your couch. And it does come down to having a, a, a true spirit-made girlfriend that you sit on the porch well. and, okay. with well. the dog and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. That, that's where the juice is. It also... I don't know, but yeah. if, if if Plainview took the mic, he'd tell you about like it's also good to crush your enemies.
1: You yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, it makes perfect sense that your ego is Plainview. What could you guess what my ego is? Who my ego is? Oh, you would get it. You'll get it.
2: Am I gonna get it's Beyonce? Yes, a hundred percent.
1: hundred percent.
2: Right. Well, that's why we like that stuff. We have those feelings. And as Duncan taught me, it's okay to love this potentially dark side of yourself. You don't let it take over. You don't let it steer the car, but it can sit shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's looking out for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it knows because you teach it through reinforcement that when you are successful, you get money, and money means food, and food, and sex, and love. It's all this kind of like what I would think is kind of can be like a synthetic love, almost like a methadone love, but you're still kind of learning that that's good. So you do that. For 18 years while you're developing your personality, you're going to have a Beyonce riding shotgun going like, pull over here, Jay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I say that to him all pull the time. Over. <laughs>
2: pull
1: over here, Jay. Pull I got to dance. All
2: right. <laughs> let, let's do another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling drunk in love. Uh,
3: I want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to dance. Uh, I'm actually curious about this one. Erin Murray, uh, she asks, who is your dream guest to have on the show? Mm. What would you most like to talk to him or her
2: Ooh. about? Ooh. Great question. <laughs> yeah, those are these are always hard for me. The podcast is booked. In Aaron such Murray a- asked that question. Aaron Thanks, Murray. Aaron.
3: Thanks, Aaron from Boise, Idaho. <laughs> Boise, Idaho. Yeah. I've always I wanted
2: like to go
1: Boise. there
0: too.
3: Been,
1: been. I really, believe that you love you, small towns.
3: I know. I'm like obsessed with like <laughs> so middle <cute>. range, <laughs> yes. vaguely shitty. Small towns.
1: <laughs> Every time I think, like I, like I really would want to go Syracuse. To go there. <laughs> yeah. You always are like, I would love to go. Really, there. And did. the truth is, is, I would love to go there with you because you would yeah. find like the <laughs> gold about it. Yeah. yeah, I've actually heard that Idaho is. I, yeah, I,
3: I, I had a friend who once was like, Boy, "Is he's
2: gold like a, ton of fun. A, a secret term for closeted gay men?" Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'd find the gold.
1: <laughs> you'd find the closeted Asian gay men.
2: Again, I want to stress:
1: no fetish, no fetish. Slight preferences, at best. Vague,
2: <laughs> slight
3: preferences.
2: You know, I really would like to have some of those really almost manic, clean burning geniuses on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some of, like someone like Steve Nate Martin, Silver? I think, would oh, okay. be very interesting. I, uh, who's Nate Silver?
3: <laughs> He's the guy that does the Five Thirty Eight blog. He like predicts. <laughs> elections really well. Oh, really? Like a statistician, like a pop uh, culture statistician. Oh, I'm type. talking
2: about like these, almost like, I know this is strange, but one time we saw Kanye West down in the comic book store and I I kind of regret not asking him to just come up and do the podcast just because, talk about a Plainview or a Beyonce oh, to yeah. talk to someone who spends so much of their time and I know he can be obnoxious or whatever, but it's, it would be interesting to sit down with the manifestation of just like, I'm all cock. You yeah. know what I mean? And just talk to somebody who's all cock. And what, is, what does God mean to someone who's all cock? You know. Yeah. You know? Also, Gosling, obviously, would be amazing. Oh. But because you know why Gosling over, say, like, Brad Pitt or something? Huh. I'm concerned that someone like Brad Pitt is literally such a corporation that it would be like interviewing McDonald's. He'd yeah. have an answer yeah. to most things. And Brad, yeah. if, if, uh, if I'm wrong considered the gauntlet thrown down. I'd love to have you on. I think you're very interesting. But I'm concerned I'm sure that listening. once you get to a certain level, your responses, if they're not popular or strange, could cost a lot of working people their jobs. Because you you feed a lot of people. Gosling doesn't seem to give a fuck because right. he's Daddy Goss and he'll come in <laughs> and he will open up and I mean share about himself.
1: And then he'll join our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move, we'll move in immediately. That's
2: playing with fire right there. But who else? Who else would be great
1: <laughs> to join our relationship? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh. um,
2: <laughs> I go. Uh. Uh. <laughs> it's the sound of I wish it. Did, I wish these things did it for me. You got to be Gosling for me to go. <laughs> Apparently,
1: got to be Gosling. Uh, uh, ra- well, Ram Dass, but like Dass in, in the sixties. If 60s. we can
2: time travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, Ramdas in the seventies.
1: Uh, I'm counting that as a mention. So I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna gonna have a drink. sip.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are those are pretty good answers. But the, I really do, talking about breadcrumbs and stuff, I try and live, and this sounds, I'm so up my ass. I guess when I drink a little bit I get this way. But I'm so just kind of like, you run into these people and you ask them to do it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how it goes. So I'm not really sitting around with a list.
1: What about Eminem?
2: I really would like Eminem, yeah, because thank you, my love. You sure do see me in here, and yeah. I, Eminem to me is fascinating because he's not just Dick. He's all of the he talk about a person that split himself into multiple things, categories, because yeah. he has. And I think that is, I think his most recent album is very mature and it has a lot of this like Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Who am I doing this for? Am I helping anybody? Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting older. Like is this my legacy that I stirred up hate? Because occasionally you know he's divisive and stuff. But then you also know that he's just kind of airing out demons, and there's something cathartic, kind of like the way that I used to listen to Rancid. I think there's probably a lot of people in pain that like to listen to him rapping about his mother because they also have this like unspoken shadow aggression towards their mother. So yeah. I would love to talk to him. Eminem might be very good. I think I told you one time I got drunk watching 8 Mile and embarrassingly emailed my agents if we represented Eminem. Uh. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That's not
1: that embarrassing. I mean, your agents represent like big people.
2: No, I know, but it's just kind of like what do you do the podcast? I feel like I sometimes I worry that something like this, if you don't see it as a work of art in itself, a good conversation, a real mm-hmm. connection of two people, then it, I can't really offer you anything. Like we were at that that Golden Globes party. You see Matt Damon as uh, I've told stories about seeing Matt Damon at this party. He's always there. You don't ask Matt Damon. What, y- he's helping you at that point. <laughs> you really. It's better when it's kind of like right. I'm, if he were a fan yeah. and always wanted to have this type of conversation. That's one thing. But if I'm just like, will you do it? Really, I'm saying, please help me. Please, I'll be on the cover of HuffPo. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. And nobody wants to do something for that.
1: Brent, who would be your dream guest? Brent also has a podcast called Completely well, Obsessed, well, which I'm completely obsessed <laughs>
2: with. It's great. What would be a good uh, app to start with? Uh,
3: you know, let's see. I talk, I talk about anything that I'm obsessed with. So I talk about plane crashes. I talk about mm-hmm. Christmas. I don't like how much you do- talk about fast breakfast fast cereal. Fast we're
2: getting on a plane with breakfast, you tomorrow.
1: You actually mentioned Pete on the plane crash one, which I I love. And yeah. we're all getting on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> we are. So. We are.
3: But <laughs> the odds are against it. Um <laughs> With that said, I could talk about my two favorite plane crashes. I don't want to talk about Uh, plane crashes. Jeez Louise.
2: I love it. I'm I'm sweating now. I don't want to think about that. And there are people on planes
1: listening to this right
2: now. It's like a... Awful prank.
1: There are parts like I'm so fearful in some ways, and I just is this am about not? Pre- and I'm just not about, about. plane crashes. <laughs> like I just don't think it's going to happen.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. And ghosts
1: for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent plane crashes. I mean, what ghosts? does that? Happen? Ghosts
2: are fun. When have you heard a story where it's like I saw a ghost and it cut my throat? It's never happened. Never happened. No, I he, saw a ghost no, and, and it true. wanted me out. The worst you'll get is bite marks or scratches. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but no, just, I'm so- I know, but to me, see that okay. I guess I'm not afraid of that because I'm like, all right,
3: yeah, fine, well, bite me. So Pete <laughs> literally watched, bite, literally bite me. I
1: was, I went, I went from the kitchen to the living room. I heard enough of this video that Pete was watching was on his one. phone, yeah. about demons that like took over this house. It was a good one. And all I heard were. Years later, they found things from the various owners of the house collected. And I was like, nope. Yeah, but right. No way. Well, and you I, didn't
2: even hear. No. Sorry, my love.
1: Okay, go ahead, but I won't be able to sleep, and you're the one that has to <laughs> All right, I won't tell that.
2: you. Why don't you not listen for one second?
1: Okay, I won't. Because everyone's
2: going to want to know yeah, what the tell, weird thing is. Go la 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 Okay. okay. La, la, <laughs> la, Take your headset la. off. They cut open the wall and found things that belonged to everybody who had ever lived in the house, including the current occupants of the house, in the wall, rent Fuck All right, you're up. back.
1: I literally did that while you were watching the video. I went on the porch. I didn't and, know you like, were that <laughs> sensitive to it.
2: I can't. Because you kept saying, like, how is it that you believe in this stuff and you're not terrified? And then I what it, remember I was like, they always invited it. There's yeah. always something in there where it's like, I knew I shouldn't have cut that chicken's head off with the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Stop fucking around with the occult. I know, but see, here's the thing. I don't, I still have, and I blame fundamentalist, legalist, Christian behavior. Yeah. Because I'm not an OCD person at all. But then I'll get really OCD about that kind of thing. So every night now, because this is a perfect piggyback off of my fear of after we watched Making a Murderer, which we should definitely talk about. Yes. Um, but so I've been already kind of afraid at night. And then at night, since you told me that, just like I'm like a third grader again, I'm like, don't invite the demons in. Oh, I know. Do not invite no, them I, in. I told
2: you I had that nightmare where they were like, Pete, you're inviting the demon. I was like, I don't
1: want to invite the demon. I'm
2: not immune. To it, it really
1: like clicks into this like ways that we were raised, where it's like yeah. thought crime almost. Like thought you crime. can't. Yeah, did
3: your did your did your uh, it's it's it, did your parents uh, we're believe in out ghosts? Of power. That's a really do we good have a question. Can for this? Yeah, thanks. It, did your um, parents believe in ghosts? My
1: parents didn't believe in ghosts. They believed very much in demons. Yeah. But here's the thing: they were pretty good about it. But but what's scary to an adult, or what's not scary to an adult, isn't necessarily not scary to a kid. So my dad actually told me once when I was like too scared of demons to go to a, to fall asleep to go
2: to a demon to concert. go to a
1: demon concert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was like. I walked around the perimeter of this house and prayed that there would be angels with every step that I take so the demons cannot get in here. They can press their noses up against the window, oh, no. but they cannot Thanks, get Dad. in. Thanks. So then, that's the also, image that I, are I had for years. these angels that have
2: to go like God. We need fifty-eight angels. He took fifty-eight yeah. slow southern steps yeah. around this yeah. house. I only got fifty-five. I know. Now I got a demon pressing his face on the window. Jesus Christ! You guys talking about me? Sorry, Lord.
1: <laughs> it's just like I think it's just being introduced. <laughs> it's just being introduced to like light versus dark. In a very, like, fragile way at a really fragile age. Oh, yeah. Age. yeah. Now, this you
2: know? is where you get into a bit of child abuse. I'm not going to tell my mm. children about demons and shit I know. the fuck out of my face. If they tell me about them, I'll believe. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'll... I'm> saw so <laughs> so Satan...
1: You. There is a part of me that's afraid of having kids because I feel like kids are connected to a certain realm that they're oh, going to be ama- like,
3: like they would scare you. They'll be like the
1: woman in the window, and then yeah. I yeah. won't ever be able to. See. I,
3: I remember having a very vivid. Uh, How did we get here? Yeah. Plane crashes. Ghosts.
1: <laughs> it just go. go I had do, 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 a very vivid
3: uh, imaginary friend. Like when I you think, were a kid. Yeah.
1: Really. His name
3: was Shaka. Shaka. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <gasps> that's so close to chakra.
3: And, yeah, yeah. It also and,
2: sounds not made up. Like, he was, like,
3: shaka. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like,
2: he this was, like, scary. a guy that would follow me
3: around and, like, and I remember once, like, my, uh... Scary! I was going outside, and I felt like I was, like, behind, or, like, I should have gone out a while ago. I was playing, like, video games or something, and, and uh, my mom was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, uh... The guy in my head told me to go outside earlier and I should have gone.
1: Oh my God. That's the kind of <laughs> scary shit yeah. that I can't deal yeah. with. And
2: I remember she yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. All right. We're changing the subject. New right. question. So, I love Joe, that you guys made it all <laughs> spookified <in> here. <laughs> trying Joe. to have a celebratory 300.
0: <laughs> we got you guys want to
2: bring up any other demons? <laughs> all right. So, Joe Williams wants
3: to know Joey Williams. Um, Was there any guest, no names, that you felt really excited about before the episode, but for whatever reason it didn't click? I
2: guess that's you can't say
3: that, Katie. Thank you.
1: That's a good question, Um, though. It is a
2: good question, and there is an answer. There are answers, but I'll say this. For anybody that's interested in podcasting, I'll always come home and I'll I'll say to Val, it's usually ones that I have high hopes for. So you're right, Joey Wills. You're right. (laughs) You go in with some sort of idea, a map of how it's probably going to go. Mm-hmm. And if a podcast doesn't end with the person... And I absolutely wanting to be best friends, whether or not we will be, mm-hmm. just wanting to, like, finding that kind of intimate connection, then it's kind of, like, doesn't feel like a complete success. Not that I'm just like a, like a sociopath trying to win over people that like me or whatever, but I'd like to find what I like about them, and I'd like yeah. them to see what they like about me. So oftentimes my falling short will be that we didn't literally fall in love with each other. Yeah. Mm. Or, so,
1: or I've heard you use the words merge into one person.
2: I, I, yeah, we didn't merge into one thing. So there have Can been ones of where of we just feel like it's an interview, and if I ever feel like I'm getting stock answers, or if I feel like um I was like, you know, just another show they did. Yeah. Does that make sense? Instead of them kind of I want them to think of it as a special opportunity, then I'll go home and this is why I bring this up and I'll be like, oh, we didn't merge into one person. So that breaks my heart. And then what happens is no one notices. And yeah. I really yeah. think that's important. Is no one ever goes like, "Wow, I didn't hear you guys really clicking." And then I'll give you another example. I remember it wasn't a bad thing, but with David Tell, I remember I was like, "We were at the cellar.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, he was smoking. I was uncomfortable. There were people walking in." And sorry, this is a name check, but I I told Judd I was like, "I feel kind of weird. Is it okay?" He listened to it and was like, "I loved it." You know, yeah. like and you know he would tell me if it was weird. Yep. So like the the good news is, and this is something Conan told me when he was doing his talk show, was he was like a Daily Show. Sometimes they think they reinvent the form, no one notices. Sometimes they feel like they really shit in their hat and then ate it, no one notices. This goes back to the like, just do it because it's what you do.
3: Yeah, I, I learned. Uh, learned. I, I used to be <laughs> learned. Uh, learned. I used to be so caught up uh, in like having the best show you can. I think because stand up is so uh, uh, it's strangely very competitive and and aggressive, and so I I would get caught oh, up in like I. Like who had the best show? Who did well? Like they like some doofus uh, who I hate. Right. And then I I started realizing that like no one no one unless you absolutely eat shit no one notices. That's and right. The biggest the that's... biggest part is
2: you can't care.
3: Yeah.
1: If you didn't
2: have the best. Show. I'll also. Oh, go ahead. Real fast. Never. Uh, that's something. One of the best pieces of of up advice I can give is unless you were like heckled and booed and thrown off the stage. You don't have to say sorry to the club owner because they didn't notice either. No. You think it was horse shit? They've been there on a Thursday before. They know what it's like when they had to paper the room and there was a radio contest. They're just glad that you went up and talked for half an hour while they sold overpriced drinks. So don't get off stage and say, I'm sorry. I've had the impulse to say, I'm sorry, then had the club owner be like, that was amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Because they were checking in every 17 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I
1: can offer something as a non-stand-up. Like, it took me months of living with you even and going to shows with you before I could figure out if you thought a show went bad or not.
0: Mm-hmm. So so that's just right. as
1: like an outsider, you're just like, yeah, this is great. He's yeah. being funny. People are laughing. People are it. laughing. Yeah, you yeah. say something, people laugh. That's It's as simple as it is. But now, obviously, I can tell just because you have such a fine tune and well, you I watch the, enough and you see.
2: I want the audience and I to merge into one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it's the same exact standard that I have for a good podcast where if I feel like they're listening to a joke and then responding and then treating the next joke as a fresh new start, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not here to dance for you. I'm mm-hmm. here to become you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want us all to become a show. Yeah. That's that's what it is. How was the show? Yeah. You mean when Brent stood in front of Tony, Julie, Meredith, Sam, you know what I mean? Yeah. They became an audience. You became a performer. Everything got blurred into what we call a show. That that is that that is magic. That's your goddamn dragon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: your dragon.
2: <laughs> There's your goddamn dragon. Ah! Yeah. I haven't eaten anything today. I know Hi. things are getting <laughs> loose. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're now you're now speaking
1: to Daniel Plainview and
2: BOA. Oh, they'll, st- they'll start coming out more and more as we go. Pull over this, Jay. I want to dance. This bo- this so podcast uh,
1: ends with me singing Drunken Love. We'll play it. <laughs> no, no, no,
3: no. <laughs> so let's do a question from Colin Sweets. Sweetie. Uh, sweets. He says, Pete, has your famous boisterous laugh ever gotten you into trouble? Val, has the laugh ever embarrassed you?
1: Um, Ooh, first of all, thank, thank you. you, Sweets, for directing the yep. question to me. That yes. is so sweet of you. Sweets, <laughs> very
2: Colin Sweets of you. Uh, can you think of a time when it happens frequently? Um, that I'll get shushed or a look or something. Oh, Yeah. It's pretty normal it's at a restaurant normal. for me to just say, I'll laugh, I'll see a bunch of startled old women, and I'll go, sorry, I have a loud laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I mean? But it's been a while since someone's been like, shut the fuck up or yeah. something. It's never happened.
1: Yeah. I love your laugh. It's the, one of the first things that I loved about you. So I I always have like a very special fondness for it. The most recent time, I wasn't embarrassed. But Please. The most recent time was when we were at UCB. And you were, like, just kept talking and laughing like we were outdoors.
2: Oh, in the green room. And
1: I, see, like, I'll empathize with anybody. We got shushed,
2: like, four times. So there
1: was this one girl who kept, whose job it was to keep it quiet, who kept being, like, coming in and being like, I'm so sorry. So then all of a sudden, I'm instantly attached to her. Mm -hmm. And I don't want her to feel bad about telling Pete to shush. So then I, but I don't want to shush him either.
2: I remember that moment. And looking back. I I probably just gotten off stage so we're having like fun and you and think you're in a green room that's quiet but really yeah. you're right next to the stage. And then <laughs> you know your feeling is all these people are having fun when I have fun it's louder. It's just naturally louder. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. feel like that's sort of like why can't I have cake? Yeah. Cuz when you eat cake you make yeah. a loud noise. <laughs> but everyone else is having cake so yeah. it under- I understand why I had to be shush. I but also- I do apologize to the producers. Uh, producers of Put Your Hands Together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's like, who has that bit? Maybe it's you. I'm going to be embarrassed if it's either one of you. About, like, stopping somebody from laughing. It's TJ. It's TJ. The sound that you make when you have joy most joyful. is offensive to me. I yeah. think that is yeah. so funny. So, like, quiet, shushing somebody when they're laughing, especially we've like, to-
2: I have a lot of loud laugher people come up to me and they and they say, "This just happened at the Viper room with well, a man. I believe his name was Jeremy, but I'm a little drunk mm-hmm. and he came up and he was just like, I'm also a loud laugher it, it's it's not it's like a group, yeah. yeah, and like we like finding other ones and and you can kind of realize you're a loud laugher like oh i think i'm laughing in a way that i think is acceptable but my real laugh sounds like this and it's like really kind of gross i'm
3: actually sort of quiet uh and i uh, and i can trace it to the fact i had an older brother growing up Uh. and uh and whenever i would be too loud or if i woke him up he would be so pissed and so now like all like I i could be alone in my apartment and i'll shush someone Mm. If I think they're being, I'm like, oh, hey, let, let's, let's keep it down a little
2: bit.
1: I, That's amazing. It's,
2: it's You've pointed out, helped me, me <laughs> see another reason why I am full of baloney, mm. which is a big part of this podcast. No. Paradoxes and contradictions and stuff. As Val knows, I'm very, 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 very sensitive to sound. So if I go mm. to the movies, I'm getting better at it. Uh, it's something I'm working on. I haven't just uh, surrendered to the idea that I don't like be- people talking. But I don't like people talking in the movies. Yeah. And I don't like people... The worst thing that can happen, actually, is the person you're with wants to talk. Oh! Yeah. And I'm like... We have a couple friends where I'm like, I want to tell them before the movie starts, please don't talk to me. But I can't do that. Yeah. They're, like, dear friends of yeah. mine. And then... Um, you know, laughing I'm fine with, but movies and stuff, and then like any noise that I hear when we were in an apartment, not sharing a wall is maybe my favorite thing that I've mm-hmm. that I've ever. Achieved.
3: I've wondered before. Uh, I feel like I'm Aspergian just for like dog barking. Oh where, yeah, like, I remember. I fly yeah. off the handle. Duncan Trussell
2: has a dog that barks. He said the perfect wrong note. Yeah, and it's not just a bark. It's like a. And you, I can't even do oh, it. I, 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 had, I have a neighbor
3: dog that will, it, it looks like a rat. I'm convinced it's a rat. Mm-hmm. And it, it barks like this.
1: Oh. And, and it'll, yeah.
3: I finally had to write a note. Yeah, Ugh. And I, I spent like a, a couple days crafting the note. And they, they actually were really respectful and Did understanding. Did you leave your but... name
2: and number and everything?
3: Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. I got a couple neighbors behind it, too.
1: Are we going to get that note? Because Brody barks <laughs> no. at you every time you come in. <laughs> we just get a little note slipped under our door that's like, uh, I won't come over uh, until you get rid of that
2: dog. <laughs> I had to write a note. Uh, I Such a fucking... Like, I was a 40-year-old... Woman living in Cambridge when I was 22. Yeah. I you know, understand. Yeah. Like, just kind of like, like a. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. So, we had this neighbor next door when I was married when I was 23. Tw- no, probably 25, even yeah. older. And he always would play bad blues music. Really bad. <laughs> R- rhythmless solo blues music. So, yeah. it'd just be like. <laughs> Horrible. Unreal. So the quietest, most beautiful street of brownstones, Carroll Street in, in Park Slope, and I loved it. And if he was home, I mm-hmm. was in hell. This is before mm-hmm. I even really understood white noise machines and earphones. Yeah. So I was just kind of like dealing with it. Yeah. So I took it. Okay. A- I made a note. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> On the note, I drew a pair of earphones. That's obnoxious oh right God. there. So the subject is earphones and then it says to our musical neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: god.
2: <laughs> that is a 40-year-old uh, uh, woman living in Cambridge. To our musical neighbor. Uh-huh. Please consider like wearing earphones or something like. But honestly, yeah. 25-year-old Pete, here's 36-year-old Pete saying, "Yeah. The <sighs> fuck are you blaring yep. it through an amp? Yep. You fucking shit?" Yep. My notes suck too. I said everyone in the story sucks. I think that did, that but was did it really work? Funny. Did did the person no. Musical neighbor. I went back and I listened for him.
1: I wish you had said, please consider adding some R to your and B.
2: Some Ah uh, you right now you're just and B. <laughs> right now you're just and B. There's was, no rhythm. You know what's funny? There was part of it that was that it was bad. You and I were walking through the neighborhood, we went on a walk, you had smoked a little too much dope, and I took you on a night walk. That mm-hmm.
1: happened two days ago.
2: <laughs> and we passed a house that was playing that but live? I
1: don't remember this. Yeah. That's how much dope there it was. It gave
2: me joy. Like I, there's something to if they're good musicians you mind less. Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't want to listen to good music? But, but it- you know,
2: I, I think there's something going on where you hear him practicing and on a subconscious level you're like, he's doing something and I'm not doing dick. Especially as an artist or whatever. In those early years, I've I've come to peace with how it can appear that I'm doing very little. Mm-hmm. Valerie, you know, I'm not like a... I don't get up and sharpen my pencil every fucking morning. right? Oh, but like you hear this guy practicing all the goddamn time. I think there was something going on where you're like... This kid's tenacious. I mean, if he was on yeah. the roof hitting baseballs, I'd be like, who is this fucking yeah, guy? Right. Hearing like, somebody
1: practice an instrument is a, a special kind of excruciating, Yeah, yeah. which is why I think I gave up the violin because I lived with roommates <laughs> when I was learning the violin. It
2: wasn't lack of talent. It was courtesy. <laughs>
1: it was courtesy. I'm just a good roommate, yeah. not a lazy violin learner.
2: Yeah. You're yeah. a good movie date. You don't you don't yammer. Thank You'll, you. We'll make little jokes. We'll whisper, though. Which is uh-huh. really
1: rare because I often... I often smoke weed before I go to a movie, which means that I have so many questions during the movie, and wow. I actively have to, like, not ask
2: them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I have
1: to just say, like, I think you'll find out in You the
2: know, <laughs> my answer often, though, is we're not supposed to know like yeah. you'll go what's in the bag but I know we're not I, supposed I it's to like know.
3: we're watching the same movie why why would my friend know more than I do that's right. but, but I, I always do I'm like what's what's, wait, what's going on yeah. right. it's like he knows
2: the same thing you do it's trying but, to withhold it's like a magic trick it's withholding yeah. something from
1: that's me. sometimes true and then also Pete is okay with not knowing some things that I'm not okay with yeah. and I think you'll relate to this because it's political whenever we watch House of Cards it's so important it just whenever I watch anything it's so important for me to understand a hundred percent yeah and like House of cards i don't understand anything and i'm always asking pete and he's like i don't even really know all i know is this guy wants to get that guy (laughs) because
2: i know i'll get the same feelings when he corners him and goes like get out of my house
3: yeah you're right well no i because i think it has a lot (laughs) to do with it's like i don't like being reminded how dumb i am and that's why i never go to trivia nights because i don't Uh, i don't want to like sit down and pay money Or play a game where you're like, I'm really smart. I'm going to do great, and then like I get nothing right.
2: So So it's uh, it's like, why am I doing this? Can I run something by you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's your birthday. Mm -hmm. How old are you? Thirty. Thirty. Ah, shit. I was going to say for your thirtieth, like a big birthday. Yeah, we we're near Burbank, where they tape Jeopardy. I get. (laughs) We somehow find out a way in, and tell me if you would love this real idea, not real idea, but (laughs) we rig it. So, every category, every question is a topic of your expertise. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you just get the feeling of holy shit, I'm dominating Jeopardy! Oh. It, would would be, you love it?
3: it would be love it. It would be a pretty good feeling
2: email I your agents be- <laughs> right now and see if they represent Do you Jeopardy. M&M <laughs> but then,
3: but then, Jeopardy see I just jumped to like I'm like what? so there's, there's categories on Peter, Paul, and Mary Greg Maddox ba- yeah, like, we're these gonna good. know yeah. and, and then like what if I still get like the $2,000 question wrong <laughs> you know like what if I still fuck it up you know let's
1: think of what the categories will be so what was the what were uh, the two PPM said?
3: Peter, Paul, and Mary Peter,
1: Paul, and Mary Greg
3: Maddox the baseball player
1: uh, Grinder
2: etiquette uh, why, Grinder etiquette
1: <laughs> why you're certain Bernie Sanders cannot win the election <laughs>
2: Even though he absolutely will. Even uh, <laughs> Feel uh, the burn.
3: I am Red
1: Bull. Diet Red Bull.
3: Diet yeah, Diet Mountain Dew Diarrhea And and vodka. Diarrhea. 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 Dying in a ditch. D- dare I say Pete plane crashes. Dare <laughs> I say
2: Ah <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I won't be there, but I hope you have fun. <laughs> Next question.
3: So Christopher Brown uh, writes after an amical breakup, is it possible to be friends with an ex? Follow up. Uh, if you still have feelings for them is it possible to overcome those feelings Mm. and just see them as a platonic friend I love that this has
1: become like savage 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 love love cast this is great
2: you know I am a huge black and whiter. I've always distrusted people that were friends with their exes and stuff. I'm like, if you still like them, why aren't you with them? (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense to just downgrade it. I never understood going from the premium plan to the let's just go to the movies every once in a while with three other friends plan. But that being said, I think there's something nice about a clean break. You break up with somebody and you're done. Yep. I'm going to say how many girlfriends have I had? I think it's like five out of five. Four out of those five, absolutely no contact. That's how I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them, Jamie Lee, uh, one of my dearest, loveliest friends. Wonderful. Who is just, she's another kind of like, I I don't want to belittle the term "spirit mate," but she's got that sort of like soul quality to us
1: both, to both and to you. Mm -hmm. You're friends with her. I love. She's an undeniably wonderful positive force.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is possible. But if I still had feelings for Jamie Lee, I don't know.
1: That's the name of my friend.
2: I don't fuck around. Uh, I wouldn't hang out with her. I would be like, we need to. Uh, remove the ice cream from the freezer because I'm getting fat. Like we need to like <laughs> yeah. break this off. It's helpful to me to move on to not try and have some sort of watered down thing because you really have to ask yourself the question: What is the fantasy? Mm-hmm. Why do you want? It? Is it so that one day they'll go like I was wrong? You really are the greatest person. Do you really need another friend? Not mm-hmm. to sound like Seinfeld here, but like who needs friends? They're not. You see
3: that by the way on Grinder all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. People
3: have uh, pictures of. Just their body, yeah, and their profile will say just looking for friends.
2: Yeah, come yeah. be friends or gym with,
3: buddies, which I still don't know what. What the am fuck I going to mean? Gym gym Wash gym my buddies. laundry, you work out, and then you. The
1: I feel like I know what gym buddies is. <laughs> yeah, how do I know? <laughs> Never
3: seen gym is it buddies. in G-Y-M my G Y M or J- GYM <laughs> Y M? Uh, Two gyms, but
2: yeah, it, it's a gym in search of another gym. I or have gym the buddies. same
3: feeling where it's like I don't. I I, I have lo- I've I have lots of friends. I don't know if I need necessarily more friends that I have sexual tension with, perhaps. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I I get, you know, what's his name? Jake.
3: Oh no, that was. uh, Oh, uh,
2: that doesn't matter. I went past. Yeah, sorry. We've been drinking, but (laughs) I I do think there's something powerful to. I think uh, the universe or nature does admire courage. That's something Terrence McKenna said. The mushroom told him Mm -hmm. when he was tripping that when you have courage and when you act courageously. Nature or the universe responds by removing obstacles. And I really think there's something powerful, even if it is just psychological, nothing mystical about it, to saying, all right, I'm in love with Julie. Julie doesn't want to date me. I am going to get my things, my inner things together, and I am going to pick up and move on. Mm. And I think that's a courageous act. Mm -hmm. And I think that opens you up subconsciously to the next person. And I, I think it's not easy, And I don't want to belittle this person's plight. I understand when you feel feelings for somebody. Um, And I'm not just saying there's other fish in the sea. I'm saying there's something... Beautiful, waiting for you as soon as you make space for it. Yeah.
3: I also can't move on if I can still look at them a lot. Like, I mean, this is sort of just like a social media phenomenon. But like, mm-hmm. if I can still look at their pictures and I haven't blocked them, and I'll just yeah. I'll look I'll do it for years.
2: Yeah. No, I'll Facebook knows too. Facebook yeah. knows who my weird exes are because it'll suggest them. I I, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. now you can that's I hope that's not weird for me to say
1: <laughs> no I don't even know yeah every once in a
2: while you just want to see what your weird ex is up to of course. but I do think there's something strange I try uh not to uh, jerk off to ex-girlfriends yeah. I try yeah. not to yep. uh, look at old photos and jerk off I try yep. It's almost like a voodoo thing. I don't want them, and by at this point, they really are just like a phantom of who they really are. The real them isn't involved. Mm-hmm. It's just my phantom in their brain of the memory of them. And I don't want to give them too much of a, to use a Christian term, a foothold. I don't want to give right. them a way in to claim land. There's also something DGP has told me. It's like, okay, so you had some crazy girlfriend. Jerk off for, to her for the rest of your life. There's no harm in that. Mm-hmm. But then to that I say... I don't want to give them the satisfaction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I'm kind of careful who I allow uh, a room in the hotel of my subconscious.
1: (laughs) I feel like it's, like, respecting the sea, kind of, where you're, like, this is, like... Respect the sea. It's not even love. I would say it's not love. It's more of of infatuation, which can feel almost more powerful than love. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, understanding. I've only really had one situation where I had, like, an unrequited love for someone that was all-consuming. And I actually look back on that time very fondly. But I think you're right. There is this opportunity, which I didn't take at the time, and I wish I had... To be like, and this is so. I'm going to speak to the women here, but this is true for everybody. True, all the single ladies, <laughs> all the single ladies. <laughs> uh, but to just be like, I choose me. Like yeah. If you don't love me, I'm going to go now, ahead and choose me and exactly, cut you out.
2: And, I think that's part of the courage. Yeah. Is is realizing that whoever this person is isn't the mirror that you need. To reflect back goodness, right? And it's like what we said about Anamalisa, and is what I've been really kind of on a on a tear about. Is there isn't someone that's going to save you? You are already complete. You already have inside of you the love that you need, every ounce of it, more than you need. And this person was an impetus to unlocking that love. It helped you access the place where your love. This is Ramdas, but hey. it's not oh. drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need more. Don't confuse <laughs> the person with that. Love necessarily with mm-hmm. your access to that love,
1: and mm-hmm. I actually think an unrequited love is something that is like that's a situation where it's per, it's easier to understand that because you are kind of already doing that. All of the feelings that you have and stuff aren't being reciprocated, so you realize that you're manufacturing those feelings anyway. Yeah. So you have that capability. You have with, it. with or without yeah. that person. Yeah. And
2: there's something. I think- I, there is something beautiful about. I think we've talked about this on this podcast quite a bit, but that idea of loving yourself and giving yourself the things that you're waiting to have a partner to have someone to give it to, Mm -hmm. give it to yourself. And it's not about being selfish. It's about trying to – it's like you're about to have a party and you're the house and you want to set it up nice and you want to clean it and you want to unlock the doors and let the light in and let the air in. And then you'll get better guests. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right
3: let's do uh jake uh, this is just a quick one jake Mick uh alvane says have you ever thought about videotaping the podcast
2: oh Putting that's a good nutrition. question yeah why not um, i mean we could do that i think you might be disappointed at how many undershirts i'm wearing <laughs> no. v-necks and looking. otherwise it's so hot in here i always come here unwashed Flip-flopped, <laughs> like, hair a mess.
1: Yeah, you look really great right
2: now. <laughs> Uneating. Whenever Katie takes, a like, a candid of me and, like, Johnny Ham or something, it's always me just kind of, like... Needing to shave the few parts of my face that grow fake. I
3: think I look like my grandmother Shares in every picture I've ever seen of really? myself. Yeah. That I explains only... why I
2: can't <laughs> stop jerking it. <laughs>
3: I can only see my grandmother in every picture of me. Are oh you critical gosh, you of pictures... pictures of
1: yourself? Oh, 100 I guess everyone is, right? Oh, absolutely. But show. I'm most critical. Let's go around and say what we're most critical of. Mm. I'm most critical of my arms.
2: Oh, I've yeah. never
1: thought that one. That's really sweet. I appreciate that. And I also know that. Like, I know that I'm being crazy. It's all arms. just like, but if my arm is in you know, a bad angle, yeah. Ah. So you'll see me in like a lot of awkward positions, just yeah. making my arms look.
2: Thin you nice. know, it's funny. I appreciate the oversharing, but right now I'm like, I don't even want to say what I'm sensitive yeah, about because don't I don't want to give. It's like giving about sure. real estate. Yeah, great. I was thinking of because lies. I was stupid. thinking of
3: lies. It's yeah.
1: yeah it's... <laughs> oh, great. So I'm a left. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right.
3: All right. No, I have no, terrible no, posture. No, you don't. Posture I think Australia's I do.
1: One. But yet,
3: it's also related. Like my dad, who's not a critical person once was like oh uh, you know stand up straight or whatever yeah but dad say that yeah but That's it's still
2: Dad's stuck, stuck in my instead head instead of i'm proud of you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad tells me i'm proud of me uh, he's proud of me uh, what were you we don't have to say this? you don't have to say i
1: I'm, i thought i had something I'm happy before to share. that
2: what were we talking about before that
1: I
3: don't know. Uh, I can't find your friend.
1: Okay, sorry, Katie. I'm Maybe sure she
3: didn't email. She Did it. Pick another
2: one. That's right. Yeah, yeah right. now um, we're real loose. Uh, but
1: here for Katie, we will plug your um, podcast, Wellness Wonderland. Thank you. Sorry, we couldn't find your question. You're wonderful. Okay, uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah. I'm out of here. Okay. okay.
3: <laughs> How are you picking these, by the way? I'm just going random, and it's, it's sometimes it takes a while because it's like it'll be this huge paragraph. Yep.
2: And it, Some like, of them are, that. That's a long one. That, that was
1: like two pages. I'm that's so grateful week. that you took this job because I really think I, I'd know, be, I, I would be panicking. You. <laughs> I should have done it.
2: Yeah, do that one.
3: Um, let's do this one. All right. Okay. Ooh, it's short. Yeah. If you type Pete Holmes into YouTube, which of the clips on the first page would you choose to showcase your style of comedy? That's from Scott uh, Rodolico. Mm. Thanks. Oh, well, hey, Scotty rolls. I guess he goes by Scooter.
2: you know it's a weird thing I wonder how you guys feel about this it's like everything that's in the past is kind of in this other place so sometimes Mm -hmm. when I'm getting ready for a show I will watch old clips of myself one time Matt McCarthy gave me shit because I didn't go on private on Spotify (laughs) I was listening to my own album That's pretty funny. Yeah. But when you realize how compartmentalized everything is, when you go, there's Comedy Pete, like we were talking about Plainview. And you don't live with Comedy Pete. I know we like being – you live with Silly Pete, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Love banging on the piano and playing guitar and whatever we're doing, (laughs) being real, real Silly Beans. But you don't live with the constantly contemplative writing, crafting person. Yeah. So I try sometimes to remember – who that guy is from, by listening to some of his material. It really uh-huh. does feel like a separate person. <laughs> I am most, I think I may be most proud of the Someone Loves Your Body monologue. I really love, we did this monologue about how no matter what you look like, somebody's into what you I got. Really it's that. so true, though. I, it's, first of all, it's not phony baloney. Let's just say some lies to make people happy. But it was funny it was something that I was doing in my stand-up, and then we uh, I wrote it up, and, and all the wonderful writers punched it up and added to it. And it really just kind of moved a lot of people, but it was also funny. I really like that. That, to me, is the perfect confluence of, of uh, some sort of message meaning nutrition and also some sugar in there just to be sweet and funny
1: and can I also add that when my mom found out that I was dating a comedian she googled you immediately and that was luckily the first bit that she <laughs> ever right watched say luckily, yeah. yeah, and she was like that's so sweet
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's really and it's true yeah. everybody has different body types yeah. on,
3: uh, on grinder, I think of myself as sort of like the Robin Hood of Grindr because like if someone's like really shitty and racist I'll like I'll fuck with them and if someone seems yeah. seemingly really insecure i'll try to like reach out and there was a oh, person recently <laughs>
1: I, love you. Yeah, I-, I love you so much there was a
3: guy recently who who had a photo that would you wouldn't describe as like stereotypically chic mm. and he had a caption that said i know i'm ugly i don't blame you for ignoring me hmm. and it Crushed mm. my soul. Mm. Oh my God. And, uh, and so I sent him a message.
1: Aww. We chatted. We Did had a you good say, exchange.
2: How often does this work? <laughs> you sexy tubby man.
1: I would just like to alert the people of Washington, D.C. if you were on Grindr. If you're on Grindr.
2: <laughs> oh, you're about uh, to be harassed. <laughs> yeah. This won't be in time. We're going <laughs> tomorrow. This is out oh, next right. Friday. Yeah, that's a good Sorry. point. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: Well, Sorry. Well, so do the people of Washington, D.C. on Grindr, how dare you
2: <laughs> not reply? Yeah, to I know.
1: Really re- rep- preemptively.
3: Fuck all of you! <laughs> yeah. I've been in you. many green. You offer no one. We've spent so much we time get, in green rooms with Brent, so waiting attached. for him.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we're staying at the Ritz. I know. Oh. I, and I'm I'm gonna fucking because play was, that up, and it's not gonna work. Why? Well, when I booked it, I was like, "We're I'm helping Brent. We I'm, really, I'm bringing also, lube with me." Well, <laughs> but I also I love you very dearly, and that's like my my oh, weird dad you. Christmas gift. Well, no. I, I, and I was, uh, thank you. It's thank like you a little again. trip.
3: It's very fun. Well, but we, we excited. get so
1: invested in you and rooting for you <laughs> to be able to have sex in grinder <laughs> is so frustrating, even it if is. you're not on it's it. It's such if you're a tease. It can a,
3: be so, yeah. it can be so frustrating and, and guys, tormenting. Guys, guys, they're a sponsor.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> let's read another question.
3: <laughs> so Nate, Nate Stevens says, Steves, how old is too old to start a career in stand up comedy? That's a great question. Mm-hmm.
2: Forty-five. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, 45. No, no, no. We often reference, I, I think our late bloomers are uh, Tim Allen, Rodney Dangerfield. They're all yeah. these like great examples of people that started late. But this goes back to the idea of duty. When you realize <laughs> that you've not been doing what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. when you realize that the breadcrumbs were on this other path, it's never too late. I, yeah. I don't mean to sound like a fucking Hallmark channel here, but like – what is the point? The meteor is coming. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Are you going to smoke a joint? Are you going to fuck somebody? Right. Are you going to do stand-up? This is the only moment. Follow your bliss in this moment. So right. you could meet, if you'd like to meet a sleazy agent that would tell you you're past your prime, I can get you that meeting, but I think you'll be warmer here. Can you get that meeting for me?
3: <laughs> um, with that said, I also think like if you're going to start doing stand-up, like what are you looking to do? If you're looking to become a millionaire then, first of all, you're going into the wrong industry.
2: (laughs) Because it's a long, winding road to that. But I would say Roseanne... But if you just want to make people laugh, you should... Why not? That's absolutely right. But I also think, talking about courage, I think uh, the universe or nature or just people in general tend to honor purity. So when Roseanne starts doing stand-up about being a Midwestern or wherever she was from housewife, and we see and we hear that authenticity that can't be faked... Then, next thing you know, you are a millionaire. But, again, and then what? 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 You just want to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I would say never.
1: That's good. Yeah.
2: There was that guy that did stand-up when he was, like, 80 or 90, but then it found out he stole all his jokes. It was such a heartbreaker. Yeah. I often Why think people that- care about that, though? It's like, yeah, he's doing an open mic in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to do stand-up. Let him do some covers. Yeah, it's, it's I get okay. that. I was like, he's not getting any jobs that you or I would have gotten. He's an old man that wanted to try it. Give him a break. Yeah. But he should have said... He should have asked somebody, are you allowed to... Although I know a lot of people that when they did open mics, they did other people's material. Sure. Because they didn't know they weren't allowed to. Yeah. So here's an here's another piece of media saying... You're not allowed to. I would rather see your bad jokes than see you do a Jim Gaffigan joke.
1: That's mm-hmm. crazy that they didn't know you were. I feel like that's a, like a George Costanza thing. Like, was that, was wrong? that wrong? Was that wrong? <laughs> was that wrong?
2: You're serious.
1: That- Orange. You? <laughs>
2: Orange. Here it is. All right, Bailey
3: poaching. Bailey Po-ching, says, uh, "Hey guys, if you had one superpower, what would it
2: be, and what would you use it for?"
3: She's from the UK.
1: Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. My superpower Good would for be you, to be, to be British.
2: <laughs> uh, we were high the other night, and I said, "Do you think British people, when you're meeting someone for the first time and you haven't spoken yet, get excited like I can't wait till they see to that I'm British?
1: That I'm British? <laughs> yeah." And then I pointed out that it's not true for Americans. Yeah, like, I can't you're, wait. You're, you're gonna rarely let them down. to be like excited that they're going to see that you're just a dumb American.
2: You know what I would like. I'm going to go outside the box. We've talked about flight. We've talked about invisibility. (laughs) I would like the ability to read someone's mind. Optional. I think that's 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 very that's that's.
3: I got drunk.
0: Yeah, 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 uh,
3: yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's very power-motivated like because that's, I mean, that...
2: Oh, yeah, then, then, then I can motivate. that so
3: you can motivate and manipulate. Yep. And I don't blame you at all.
2: No, yeah. but that's why these questions are valuable is they help us come face-to-face with the sides of ourselves that aren't socially acceptable. Yeah. When you talk about invisibility, are you fucking kidding me? Of course you're going to go in girls' locker rooms or whatever the fuck. I'm not going to... Yeah. murder It's not to people, assault... Yeah. So, uh, uh. <laughs> you went to murder. I, I was trying I to talk about... I always go to murder. Yeah. <laughs> You know, John Hodgman did this on NPR. He was like, flight versus invisibility. And they were like, invisibility is the secret masturbator. It's the shame one. And flight is the power one. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawn to both. Uh, today, it's more flight than invisibility. But if we're really being honest, there's a part of us that wants to... Yeah.
1: I would even say flight is when you're... Jerk it. Yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> At public pools.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is
2: your sperm invisible? While making eye contact. Definitely
1: not in water. Oh, you
2: kind of see a little... Blur. No,
1: you'll <laughs> see you'll see some things you can't believe. I told uh, you
2: about that. Oh never mind. <laughs>
1: For me, I feel like you could even break it down to uh, flight is when I'm in a place where I'm really choosing love, and invisibility is when I'm really fearful. So lately, right. I've been wanting invisibility because I'm so afraid that Steve Avery is going to come in and murder me. Even sure, though I don't think he did it.
2: How dare you? <laughs> you mean the cops that murdered? I mean, Teresa I are mean, Greg, Allen.
1: Greg Gregory Allen,
2: Gregory Allen. Oh, you did not like Gregory Allen. I
1: did not like. Gre- I could see in his eyes. I yeah. mean, you can tell Wait, in their eyes. Who was Gregory to me. Allen? The guy that really he did actually it. did the raping.
2: The evil Spoilers. He-Man. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, sorry, we're too drunk to say spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: spoiler alert. Uh, no. But, yes, but then, like, when I'm feeling really free and not in a fearful place, I'm like, of course I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly Isn't that funny, all though?
2: Every minute of every day you can be a different person, yet yeah, we all go around acting like we're the same person.
3: Mm. Go on. This is one where I don't even think about it because it's also, like, I've never, I think invisibility would be the only one I've even considered, and that's, that's for creepy sexual purposes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I don't fine. think I've ever
3: thought, Look, man, like, we are- what... We're treating underwater might be fun. I don't know. Yeah, but then you're going to get tired. Yeah, you're gonna what, get are tired? Gonna what are you going to What are you going to look sandwich? at a bunch of fucking fish? Yeah. 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 Flight is good.
2: Flight you're going to get cold. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, you can you can wear jackets when you fly. Let's do another one. Uh, do you want to do a few more cuz I have to run to the
2: bathroom. Is that all right? Yeah, I'll get sure. some.
1: Do you Katie, have Katie,
3: Katie, edit. Thank you.
2: Here <laughs> value swap places okay. just cuz it's plugged in.
1: Oh, okay. So I have to move my body. I
2: don't okay. think you have to. No, I want to. I'd do it, but
1: I'd be happy to. All right. Okay. Did we don't close the
2: door, Brent? It's just a podcast <laughs> recording. <laughs> did we
1: read from Blake already? Uh,
2: well,
1: I think that Brent has not been hearing in into his headphones this entire time.
2: Pick a pick a pick one. Maybe Blake. I don't know.
1: Okay, you've mentioned countless times that your parents are not allowed to listen to the podcast, and they wouldn't even know how to find it if they wanted to listen. Mm-hmm. During the span of these 300 episodes, congratulations, by the way, have you gotten? Have they gotten around to listening to any of the episodes? If so, have you had any interesting conversations with your family, either uncomfortable or rewarding, based on something said during the podcast? Hmm.
2: That's a good question, uh, Blake. You know, the real fantasy is that, uh, metaphorically speaking, anyone could listen to our podcast and still love us. Yeah. And that's really the fantasy for all of us. I think my parents would, and I, I know they would, without a doubt. Um, they they might not like some of it. I I kind of have a a code with my mom, she'll be like, like I did at midnight the other night. And she was like, what's that? I was like, it's not for moms. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that doesn't mean she's excluded from it. It's just not really intended for her. So it might not be an ideal experience. Uh, but, you know, the more the podcast, the, the the energy of the podcast, and you can stay there, the idea, you guys just swap, of the honesty of the podcast and my own personal life merge, the more my parents are seeing podcast, Pete. So the podcast has kind of helped me. I know this sounds very hoity-toity. But the podcast has helped me be a more realized, actualized, three-dimensional person with them. So the great answer, I'm happy to say, is if they were to listen, they would be less shocked now than they would have been at the beginning. Because at the beginning, it was dabbling in a full, honest person. And now they've met and had dinner with that person many times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love
2: it. How was the pee-pee? Was it a good one? It's really good. Sometimes they're too long. You ever get a too long one? I See, I feel like that's always rewarding. I don't like the too long <laughs> I one. Got, I got you're just
3: expunging do. yourself of bad stuff, so you're like, oh, this feels good.
2: Yeah, I get that. I good get for that. you,
3: Brent.
1: Um, this guy provided, could you hand me my wine?
3: Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh,
1: this guy provided kind of like a speed round of questions. I'm
2: good. Okay. Let's what? do it.
1: Okay. I thought you meant, like, I'm um, good cat. without.
2: <laughs> Why is uh, Brent so loud in my earphones?
1: Well, that's the thing is, like, I can't hear anything in your Yeah. Oh, we've, all, we've all switched headphones, and it's gotten confusing.
2: No, it's okay. <laughs> you're, you're oh, there right. we go. Oh, wow. Here, just turn yours out. Holy shit.
3: Turn
0: mine
1: up.
2: Is this oh, you? Is this yeah, you? Totally check, well. check, oh, check, check,
1: check. That's
2: it. Yours just got turned up. There you go. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Speed round. Hit it. Speed round. All right.
1: How do you define gratitude?
2: That doesn't seem like a quick question. No. <laughs> Honestly, I think gratitude is a, is a daily practice. It's something you're supposed to uh, intentionally try to have. It's not something that you necessarily organically have, but you kind of fake it till you make it. When I'm on a walk alone, I do gratitude lists. I try to remember basic stuff like shoes, healthy joints, or mm-hmm. your eyesight, whatever it could be. Um, and I find the more I do it, the more gratitude I have. So that's how I define plan that.
1: Beautiful. What does love mean to you?
2: Love is yes. I really think love is yes. Mm-hmm. Love is not resisting and love is is saying yes to things. You get mm-hmm. tricky when I, I know you could have scenarios where it's like, are you going to love that? You know, things that we're supposed to resist. But for the most part, if you take someone like my parents' dinner with my parents and instead of wishing they'd be a certain way or wishing a friend would be a certain way, when when we feel unconditionally loved, we feel someone saying yes to who we are. And you feel them... It's the Ramdas quote, drink. Ramdas about the trees. We don't look at trees and judge them for bending a certain way to get in the sunlight or to bend a certain way to avoid the wind. But we do with people. We go, this guy grew up in Brooklyn and he's rude. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But when we can say yes to that guy's past in Brooklyn and we can say yes to his grammatical and profanity choices, that's he might feel something what we call love. So I think that's a very, very good question because we always talk about a couple things especially in mystical things love uh-huh. and the heart and i really think those things go undefined for a lot of people and i really think the quickest way to define love is to say is to say it's saying and
3: that's actually great because i think i do the opposite coming from someone who thinks his heart is too cold for love mm-hmm. and will eventually die alone in a ditch but i do the opposite where i'm always very rigid and I'm, i think i'm too judgmental and mm. so and but I come from a family where my parents were incredibly close and my brother and his wife were incredibly close. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, if we don't hit it off in the first date, it's useless because it's not, it's not meant to be. And that's – I recognize entirely that that's flawed logic. Uh, but I don't do that enough. I don't say yes. Mm. I kind of – I'm like, oh, no. No.
2: It causes no, is, a lot of suffering. Work. yeah. And I'm, I'm the king of that castle. I'll get in the Uber, and as Val knows, I want them to turn the radio off because I can't believe they're <laughs> listening to the commercials at full volume. <laughs> and then, you know, so I'm not here to say... You can also say yes to your desire for them to turn the radio off. That's completely appropriate. Yeah. But when you get into... I always go to dreams. Whenever I have a dream and I realize I'm dreaming, and even in a dream you can hear someone playing music, it's the farthest thing from your mind to tell them to turn it down because you just can't believe there is music. And when we were on Mushrooms on Christmas Eve and all the times that I've taken Mushrooms (laughs) and all the times that I've just been in a beautiful meditative place, I'm like, I don't want to listen to music because now is playing. And that sort of organic yes, that love for the moment, you're like that's a bird and that's that person laughing and that's even that unpleasant jackhammer. This is the only time that now is being pressed and streamed live and you get obsessed and it's juicy and delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you didn't, like, when we took mushrooms on Christmas Eve, we really felt like we were both, like, just experiencing what unconditional love is. Like, we were yeah. tapped into that source. And it wa- it did feel like yes and it felt like everything was fine. And... Mm-hmm. Um, And it just, there weren't any wants. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't, you weren't hungry. You weren't. Uh, thirsty. You didn't like, even we, though
2: we hadn't really eaten or drank. Yeah, you know, and we would kind of say fun. things
1: like, "Oh, it's so funny, my body needs to go to the bathroom right now." But mm. it's like you're just not. Yeah, there isn't. It's the opposite of that yeah. thing of like f- trying to fill a hole that doesn't exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. or I mean, uh, yeah, but but that nothing can. But fill. it was
2: a big, big yes to what was happening. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's a beautiful. And
2: that's answer. that's by the way, if you're ever taking a hallucinogen and having a bad experience, that's a quick way to turn turn it around. Mm -hmm. is to ask yourself, what was it that you thought needed to be loved? What was it that you thought needed to be said yes to? You see a dragon, and it's scary. You just say, you try and love that dragon. (laughs) I know that sounds absurd, but it's true.
1: Um, But going back to what you were saying, like in a more romantic love setting, it is a tricky balance between, like I've always had pretty high standards for myself, like of being loved, which I have no idea where they came from. Mm. But, uh, But it is a tricky balance between being like, I'm not going to waste my time on anything right. less than exceptional. Right. And also being like, but some people take a while to yeah. blossom and you need to say yes to them until you know for sure. Right. It's, it's hard. And
2: the more you experience, the better you are at saying yes to other people because they remind you of where you used to be, which is where I think you get the sage old person that is kind of more patient.
3: It's also yeah. tough in a big city because there's always someone else. Mm-hmm. and uh, And so I do this a lot where like, yeah, you could – I remember in college, um, you know, you start a class, and at the beginning, at the beginning of the semester, you're like, "Oh God, no one is cute in my classes." <laughs> and then by the end of the semester, you're in love with like a yeah. dozen of these people because you you notice little things, you listen to the questions that they ask, you notice, you know, he has a ring at the beginning of the sem- uh, uh, s- beginning of the semester and not at the end, and mm-hmm. but you also in a city like L.A. or New York or maybe anywhere really, uh, who has The opportunity to give six to twelve dates to someone that they're on the fence about. Yeah, and that's what kills me because you're like, you go on a couple dates, you're like, oh, this is this this guy's fine, but I'm I'm on the fence. Maybe he's on the fence about me, and. And, and you're like, well, in in an ideal world, I would – I would we would just continue getting beers or hanging out or going to museums as if I've ever done that. But, uh, and and then we'll see where it goes. Maybe we'll fall in love. But I, I haven't done that. You know, you stop at around two or three if you don't feel like it's going the right way. Yeah,
1: and the tricky thing about dating too is that you're really seeing somebody almost at their worst because it's such an awkward situation. And I'm such a like – Talent whore, that <laughs> like <laughs> that. I'm not. I'm almost not attracted to somebody unless I'm seeing them do something that is impressive. To unless me. they're
3: dancing for you. Unless.
1: <laughs> unless they're Beyonce.
3: <laughs> Put uh,
1: over here, Jay. But there is something beautiful, like you're really vulnerable together Mm because you're in this just like very Mm -hmm. uh, awkward situation.
2: Mm -hmm. And becoming paranoid, we won't get to enough other people's questions, too. So let's burn through these. And I think the fun of the episode might be people hearing their questions. So let's do a speed round. Sure. We only have 15 minutes left. And, you know, if we're going to do two hours and uh, who knows.
1: Okay. All (laughs) right. Quick. What is happiness? (laughs)
2: I think happiness is, is being your authentic self, living truthfully, finding your purpose, finding a place that's receptive to that purpose.
1: Uh, OK, that was well, a great answer. That was a really yeah, beautiful
2: answer. Very good. It was like, brought oh. to you by Taby <laughs> <Mondavi laughs> Merlot.: uh,
1: What is the most important question you can ask yourself? Who am I? Beautiful. How do you find meaning in your life? What is meaningful?
2: What is meaning? No, I don't like that one. Is this the okay. same guy or is yeah, it like this is all, all the philosophical? Oh, okay. This is all
1: the same person.
2: My answer to that one is I don't like that one. Okay.
1: <laughs> How do you think? I think
2: it's all precious.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great.
2: <laughs> we want to push away pain. We want to bring in pleasure, but it's all precious.
1: Uh, what was one of the hardest times you've laughed? That's a good one. Should we?
2: Yeah, what we've been laughing a lot lately because we've been killing time and we've been smoking pot, which I don't do a lot. But every time I do, I'll get really high and I'll go,
1: why don't we do this every day? <laughs> like literally last night he said, why is this illegal? That was it's- two nights ago. Oh, two nights. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we've been smoking so much weed.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I didn't smoke that much last night. But uh, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, why is this illegal? Because everything is so, so funny and we were really laughing really, really hard and we watched Ben Fold's videos and then we watched... <laughs> What do eastbound and down? We watched
1: Fail uh, News Fails, which news is just fails. a perfect stoner God, thing to watch. I
2: love, Ugh. I
3: love just like my big thing now is just YouTube. I'll just go on I YouTube yeah. and I just,
2: I'll and just YouTube rabble. will learn what you're watching and then it'll queue up another yep. video. It'll just, courtroom brawl playing. videos. Are you guys into <laughs> oh,
1: that? A, that's a
2: good it's, one. It's I'm a. Uh, b- Seth. Seth
3: with all of them. Oh, my
1: God. Well, that's the thing. I feel like YouTube catches you when you're – because often when we smoke weed, we're like, what's the perfect thing to watch? And we go through a lot of things and we don't fin- find it. Smoke and weed YouTube is the perfect thing to watch because yeah. watching people like – More like we,
2: doob-tube.
1: We watch like an hour of family <laughs> – nice.
2: <laughs> that's my Paul Rudd impression. Yeah, more like doob-tube.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good.
2: You want to watch a YouTube? More like more like doob-tube. Watching a tube – a bunch of doobs.
1: Anyway, we watched a lot of Family food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt <laughs> with my Paul Rudd impression? No, it was great. All right, let's 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 move on from this guy. You got enough.
1: Okay, that was Juho Rana, by the way. Oh, end. is that us? Yeah, he sent up, a man? picture.
2: That's sweet. That's really I remember sweet. that. That was in... Uh, I remember that. It was in Texas.
1: Oh, nice. I um, I'm picking this person because her name is Maddie Lesage, and... Uh, Oh, there's so many reasons to pick her. The yeah. subject is she it. Am I too late?
2: Good. I and it starts
1: thing. out with Valerie and Pete. Ooh. Valerie first. Ooh. Maddie, can we be best friends? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, that's really sweet. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's really nice. Please. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not alone in putting your relationship on a pedestal. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the idea of you saying things to each other like I see you pops up in my brain a few times a week. So lovely.
2: Take not Han.
1: I'd, uh, I added so lovely. That was me. I'd love to really, to get really real. Are you two always this conscious and supportive? Or is it still sometimes exhausting and you can just be without considering the effect of your words slash
2: actions?
1: Ooh. Hmm.
2: I lo- I, oh, I got I lost. It's not always as conscious meaning like effortful. Yeah. Absolutely not. I, I, I don't mean to be defensive. I'm saying it's 99% silly baloney. Right. And just kind of like a natural, easy chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then it's 1% like... I I, don't, I I say I, I see you in there, but there's not, like we did the water meditation and stuff, and like we like to get deep and profound and talk about how we're old friends and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not most of it. You know, Brent, from mm-hmm. coming over, most of it is is silliness. Most of it is trying to laugh at everything together and, and feel safe and
1: yeah. loved. Yeah, I feel like all, almost all of it, yeah, except I guess I would give it a 1%, but... I, it, those
2: numbers are made make-believe. But no, it's true.
1: All of it feels like just being without considering words and action. But then I see you and I feel like I want to tell you, like, you know, hey, I see you. Right. You know.
2: It's funny. You know, there's being the teaching and then there's hearing the teaching. And sometimes I think we're just doing what we do, not to put us, us on a pedestal, but we're doing what we do. And it's very natural and loving and very uh, easy. And then I'll hear someone like Thich Nhat Hanh say, tell your lover I see you in there and I'm like oh that seems like something we would say that seems like the um, what's the word articulation mm-hmm. of what we're already doing so mm-hmm. it's not really the other way
1: mm. yeah I agree yeah Um. okay this person Paul Alexander says hello, <laughs> hello Val Pete and Brent oh
2: thanks Paul mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Found the sweet, (laughs) sweet one. Wait a minute.
1: It's from Paul Alexander, but then it says, thanks again for everything, Riley Morgan. So thanks, Riley. Mm. Uh, My question is not nearly as deep as that, oh, the stuff that they went into. Um, I sometimes struggle to find ways to keep vegan food interesting. It always ends up being kind of boring. And though it's typically good, it's not that inspiring. And I feel like my customers, I think he's a chef or her. Uh, I feel like my customers aren't being totally satisfied. Is there something that your you and Val are missing from your vegan slash vegetarian diets that you wish was more readily available or exciting? Mm. This is a funny question. I'm laughing because I've been eating so much cheese oh, lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I think is interesting is I saw a documentary where there was a chef uh, I forget his name, but he was well-known, well-respected. And he was saying that if you put a piece of steak in your mouth, you're going to enjoy the juice and the flavor and the marinade and all that sort of stuff, but it's going to dry out pretty quickly, yeah. even if it's an excellent piece of steak. And then he was like, if you get the perfect pineapple and you put that in your mouth, mm-hmm. I'm talking about perfect. No bitterness. It's yeah. just It was the day yeah. it was intended to be eaten. Every microsecond of that pineapple is a joyful experience. So when I see vegan cuisine go wrong is oftentimes when it's uh, trying too hard. When I try and encourage other people to go vegan, I try and remind them of one simple thing, which is how delicious watermelon is. For me, watermelon is an amazing food, and it's a simple food. And once you realize you don't have to be at a cookout to eat it, that you can just buy it at the store and eat it while you're watching TV, you are, congratulations, 3% closer to being a vegan. So I'm not going to tell anybody to eat, like, uh, tofurkey or motherfucking fake chicken shit. I'm talking about eating real, pure, delicious food that you have, a relationship with I, when you make it, you know. Yeah. I don't know about cooking for other people, but when you make it, there's there's an exciting pulse and vitality to it that I think can be uh, exploited to make people excited about. Well, sick. I was going to say, as a meat eater as a
3: murderer myself, eat your crime uh, scene. How dare I? I've always felt like uh, if you can mimic the texture, you're good. Yeah. And that's why I prefer seitan because I think seitan,
0: mm. when I
3: am eating vegan or vegetarian, seitan is the closest – it can be manipulated to be the closest to yeah. like actual meat. I agree. And if you can get that – because it's – I mean what, what do they say like? I think that's why tapas is so popular because like after a few bites anyway, we start losing – we're not actually That's paying right. attention to That's what we're right. eating anymore. You're just consuming. You're just consuming. And your brain is telling you, oh, I'm consuming the same thing. I'm, I'm c- yeah. consuming the same chip- Chipotle burrito as I was 10 minutes ago. Yeah. But you're not actually experiencing it like you were when you first took that, that initial bite. But
2: it, sorry? Are you done? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to interrupt. Excuse no? me. A little drunk. Uh, but it's too. this idea of it's, – it's, we don't have to play by the rules. There are no rules. Meaning what's exciting to me about raw food and like superfood stuff is saying, look, there's more players in this chess game that they didn't give to you. So instead of trying to keep up with the standard American diet and being like, we have an amazing veggie burger. Sorry, there's no protein. We can say, have these motherfucking gojis. Have some fucking – Hemp seed protein. Have, like, a shake that'll make your dick hard. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, this insane have some motherfucking lentil soup that will reinvent what you think about iron. By the
3: way, <laughs> Progresso lentil soup. Oh my what are your favorite soups the world? But we're Put not, a little vinegar in it.
2: But vegans aren't behind. We, I think what would help a lot of chefs is to realize we're ahead. We're the ones dealing with like yeah. real, actual, vibrant, living food, especially raw food. So instead of playing keep up, I think a lot of vegan chefs would do re- well <clears> to claim their rightful place at the front. We've that's that's a great thing to be doing.
3: Well, if you don't mind me... Oh,
2: sorry, Valco. Even if you are a mm-hmm. meat eater, it wasn't intended to be three meals a motherfucking day. Sure. I yeah. understand it was still supposed to be plant-based most of the time. You might kill a fucking coyote and eat its face. I got <laughs> no goddamn problem. I'm getting surly. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're getting <laughs> fiery. Well, <it's> surly. <laughs> well,
1: surly. I was just going to say a very simple answer, which is I think that cashew milk, even though it's high in fat... Uh, is cashews are the dairy replacer for somebody who is obsessed with dairy and tries not to eat it cashew cheese, cashew, and milkshakes. Like, don't banana me. Yeah, do not fuck t- oh, banana so me. Get was that, was that just...
2: frozen banana and shove it up your ice-cold Because if butt.
1: banana comes to the party, <laughs> banana dominates, and that's the only thing you do. Nobody taste. wants
2: banana. Get out of the fiesta. <laughs> well,
3: this, this is what I was going to say. Was I've, uh, in, in all of my vegan experimentations, <laughs> uh, I feel like yes! a lot of times because vegans and vegetarians are so healthy— There's this sense that if you're making vegan and vegetarian food, you also have to be low salt and this and no GMOs, gluten-free, all these things. And then you're watering – it's like – and we were saying this and there's a place we order from occasionally and I'm forgetting the name of it. But like if you could give me vegan fast food, I'd love the the fuck out of it because like I want some – I'm sure – some vegans still want garbage sometimes, too. Well, that, that's for you sure. You know, delicious garbage food. And mm-hmm. de- not everything has to be the most healthy, well,
1: sage. holistic thing Well, sage you put is what you're body. talking
2: about. Sage makes a great buffalo uh, uh, cauliflower. And they yes. make a great nacho. They make a great spinach artichoke dip. Mm. And artichoke, honestly, artichoke. I,
1: see, I right. prefer that right. spinach, gar- uh, spinach. no.
2: Their ranch. Yeah, you prefer I'm, the I cauliflower. Drunk.
1: I prefer we're the buffalo drunk. cauliflower <laughs> over buffalo. Let's any answer buffalo more
2: questions because we're drunk and we're open.
1: Okay, do you truly enjoy the weirdest moments of your podcast, the ones that could make any audience groan? Do you find comedic value in them? From Cynthia Kenning.
2: You know, I really like authenticity wherever it can be found. We're all wearing these suits of armor. We're all wearing these personalities. We're all wearing these perspectives. And if you can get into something where someone is shifted a little to the left or the right, that feels exciting to me. So... No matter what it is, I think we're all kind of drawn to uh, something authenticious, Mm. to quote the town. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: We're doing a speed round. And make sure you say their name.
1: I I did say her name, Cynthia.
2: No, no, I I wasn't correcting you. I was just saying so we can get the most people I just
1: am trying to find. uh, Tracen Bird.
2: If their name is Tracen Bird, (laughs) you don't have to say (laughs) it.
1: would you ever do an episode where you and the guests take mushrooms? No. Okay. I have a deep
2: deep (laughs) respect for mushrooms, and I think when people uh, talk about – you know, Trace, and I don't mean to be dismissive. I've thought about it. (laughs) It just wouldn't make sense, and that's the beauty of mushrooms. When you take mushrooms, this reality doesn't make much sense, and that one makes all the sense. And you're like, look at them over there thinking they're important, and we're over here. So I don't want to sit around and and kind of do a disservice – To this magical medicine and by being like,
0: oh, look at your
2: face. Like, what's that going to help anybody? I think taking mushrooms at a party is stupid. I think taking them at a festival can be fine. But I really think the best way to do it is set and setting and to do some quiet work, do some yoga, do some fasting, do some meditation. Take them with a loved one, someone you're comfortable throwing up with, someone you're comfortable (laughs) being uh, vulnerable and crying with. None of that happened when we did them. And then you'll really have an opportunity to uh, see the divine
1: brent have you taken mushrooms i can't I believe did we, once we haven't talked it, about
2: yeah this. it was kind of a
3: shitty experience it just mm-hmm. didn't really work It didn't work and then i did like another dose and uh, dose and then i just thought i was gonna die
1: mm. so mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> no surprises there <laughs> yeah,
1: no surprises uh you don't have to answer this one but it made me laugh uh so it says i would love to hear pete's native american voice explaining that he's not from india which I think your Native American voice is your impression of the guy from the
2: Source family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know my Native American voice, but I'm not from India?
1: Yeah, like you're not that kind of Indian.
2: Oh, I get that uh, quite a bit, actually, that uh, people <laughs> see that I'm uh, Indian, and they're quite disappointed when I show up and show that, in fact, I'm uh, native to these lands. So uh, <laughs> I can see some disappointment in your face. I can see there's yoga mats, and you thought maybe I would take it on that path. But uh, oftentimes in this racist uh, kind of cadence, I take people to another journey, <laughs> something with peyote and maybe I'm fucking with you. I brought some Coors Light. I thought we could have some fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really wonderful.
2: We're living in the heyday where that uh, kind of voice will only be acceptable for another five, six years. It's <laughs> six <months> even. Uh, <laughs> I would argue
1: it's not acceptable no. <laughs>
2: now. No, I know. But um, it's, it's silly.
1: Uh, so this is from Anna Greer. Uh, what are your spirit animals?
2: I don't. I don't really respond to spirit animals. I got Ramdas up there for sure.
1: Ram Dass is your spirit. Beyonce drink, is my drink, spirit
2: drink. animal. Gotta drink. You said Ram Dass. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Drink. Sorry. Sorry. I gotta get the, that. To quill.
1: Okay. This is another question from her. If you had to become an animal. Hmm. but keep your brain and human voice and continue to exist in the human world, what animal would you choose? Cat,
2: because you can put a little tuxedo on a cat. I can go on Conan and be like, you believe this? I'm a cat. (laughs) very clean. People want to hold me.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I would say dog.
2: Yeah, but you have less dignity as a dog. You're always panting. No,
1: you have less dignity (laughs) in your eyes. I think dogs are a million.
2: Here's a dog. Make the sound of a cat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cool customers. <laughs> no, so you can send them boring. behind enemy lines. Are you a cat? No. Is Hitler nearby?
1: Brent, do you like cats or dogs better? I and actually,
2: uh,
3: I've grown to find uh, them both vaguely annoying, but I do <laughs> like
2: dogs more. <laughs> That's not grown. Yeah. <laughs> grown. I've grown. I've regrets to think I've they're both it. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brody so much. I know you Don't do. anyone give me any fucking shit. <laughs> I
1: know you. Getting love
2: Getting surly. That. <laughs> How about some of that tequila?
1: Uh, she also asked, how do you feel about the impending singularity?
2: <laughs> I think about it all the time. You know, uh, the interesting question is with reincarnation, for example, if you light a candle with another candle, is it the same flame? And if we upload our consciousness to some sort of supercomputer, is it you? I would have to say, I don't think it's that widely to suggest it's probably not you. It's a It's a reproduction of ones and zeros of who you were at the moment of your freezing in the singularity. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too hopeful, I would think that I would be someone on the outside saying, I don't want to be in someone's iPhone. Because I don't think that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And the second I think that I'm my brain, fucking throw me off a boat, man.
1: Throw that iPhone off a boat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and if you're listening, if, if I'm not even real and I'm just a program, Oh, no!
1: Oh,
2: it's already Wait, Then I like it! Then I like it! Let me live! To so
1: many people, you're just an iPhone with headphones, or if they played in their car. I
2: know what you're (laughs) saying. And it is freaking me out.
1: But to me, you're so much more. Uh, Jeremy Morin. Jeremy. Don't call him Jeremy Morgan. He'll freak
2: out. He will. I did No,
1: but I okay. almost did. <laughs> I don't know Jeremy. Jeremy Morin says, how do you feel about fart jokes? And then a second question, which I'm going to direct to Brent. How do you feel about diarrhea jokes?
2: Oh. <laughs> if I may, let's go in the order that it was uh, addressed here. Uh, just because I'm excited and I think you are too. <laughs> I think fart and dick and diarrhea, even though it wasn't sure. asked of me, jokes are very essential. I think there's something very cosmically and eternally hilarious about being (laughs) these amazing beings that can create space shuttles and go to other planets and all this wonderful technology. We're capable of poetry and making love and raising children and painting flowers and we also sometimes have hot... thin shit blasting (laughs) out of our assholes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. So I think. All day. I do a lot of dick jokes and I'm somebody that I pride myself on trying to do something important or, as I like to say, nutritious with my work. I think there's something very psychologically soothing and solidarity Increasing about joking about our butts, our dicks, and our vaginas.
3: There's just some. I feel like there's just something about a. The word "diary" is, I think, the greatest word in the world. Uh, And like, like my dad is one of these guys. He's like very kind of proper and and like put together. But the hardest you'll ever see him laugh is uh, at like at like shit shit jokes. Yeah like this the scene in blazing saddles that's my dad where too. they're all sitting around the campfire and they're eating beans and they're farting that <laughs>
2: scene to our parents oh was my God. neo ducking have the bullets have you seen in your the dad Matrix.
3: watch that scene i have oh yeah the, my dad loses his I know. shit I know. when he watches I that know. I know. and there's something i feel like you have to embrace I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you make uh, make you know a career out of exclusively talking about diarrhea, it might get a little bit old. But outside of that, I mean, you got to embrace this side. I of
2: think things. it's very careful. You have to be careful on how you do it. I did a, a show, and there was a comic, and he was talking about um, childbirth and how the wife shits herself and all this stuff, and it was really bad. I, so I, I think there's times when you right. you deem it unnecessary or you deem it just not too elegant right? Mm. not that it needs to be elegant I, I would take silly over elegant I would take a lightness of it but there's sometimes when I see it and it doesn't do me right but that's just me mm-hmm. there were thousands of people there that loved loved it just as it was mm-hmm. and that's fine
1: uh, here's one that has something to do with uh, Katie by Grish oh. <laughs> oh
2: the, f- the fourth <laughs> you don't,
1: I don't think you have to answer Katie <laughs> Uh, I was wondering if you know who in a single interview has achieved the most coveted Katie laughs.
2: Oh, what's your favorite episode, I guess? Bird Kreischer. Bird Bird Kreischer. Ooh, good choice. What an
1: indie choice. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. You're so
1: alternative, Katie.
2: You knew immediately, too. (laughs)
1: Well, because we were editing the thing and...
2: Oh yeah, the best of, which we'll be releasing this week. <laughs> right, speed round. Then this we'll wrap is it up. So
1: this is really hard, and I feel like it's taken me out of the the. What reading it? Yeah, I'll give
2: it to Yeah, I know. No, I'll or take give it. it to me. No,
1: he's like, no, I hate that. <laughs> no,
2: no, I'll take it. I'm no, 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 happy to do. We'll it. take it, and we're, we're almost done. We'll okay. just do a bunch of and first. then
1: also like. I don't know. If we got to a point where we were to do the singing game, I wouldn't mind that. Okay.
2: <laughs> How's your Uncle Larry doing? <laughs> Uncle Larry's doing well. Last I talked to him, he, he's doing well. And uh, uh, Dan Settembrini? Yeah, Cittembrini? it's Daniel Settembrini uh, asked about my Uncle Larry. Very sweet. And last I checked, he's doing well. Uh, for sweet. Pete Holmes, you're my favorite comedian, huge fan. So you Funny. have to, like, scream. Oh, that's not a question.
1: Yeah, some of them are just like, hey, the podcast I know, a that's lot, why it is, would
2: take me so long to yeah. kind of sift through. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself couple. involuntarily humming or singing praise and worship songs at on moments of the day?
1: Mm. I will say that when we've been drunk and or stoned, which it sounds like we were <laughs> so much, but just Past lately. Late. <laughs> just lately. Uh, I think it's so funny to – Pete will often uh, say Jenkins. things to me like, bring me my guitar, I have a song to sing you. And I think it's so funny when we sing old worship songs. It's so there – there's is something special, really cosmic so about like yeah, yeah, yeah. being –
3: I kind of love Christian oh, says, music too. Give Do it, you? Yeah. a few bars.
1: Oh, it's so simple. It's like mm-hmm. – it is the Jesus. same oh. – my Savior. Savior Lord, there is none
2: like you <laughs> All of my days, days. <laughs> I want to praise, praise. <laughs> Do you like this, friend? The wonder <laughs> of, of your <laughs> mighty <laughs>
1: love My comfort to Oh, you went straight
0: to Sorry Let <laughs> us sing <laughs>
2: Power and majesty, praise to the king. Oh Mountains bow down. Mountains bow down, and the seas will roar at the sound of your name.
1: Modulation there if you're a badass. let <laughs> jump!
2: Okay.
3: There you go, Sarah. So there you go. Why, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> why do you think like a super – why do you think there's never been like a super successful really Christian-focused? Especially for such a religious nation as we are. Yeah. Like I feel Christian like – Christian-focused what? Band.
1: Well, there are oh, there some – there have been. There are some bands that really toe the line and like I think are on secular labels but yeah. are, are Christians. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure Sufjan Stevens is one of them. Right. Um, but yeah there's there haven't been like but I feel he does he doesn't like sing Christian about Jesus rock. though, right? no, and he's edgier, I think he with does. Christians Golden he does rod I think oh yeah, oh my God, forage. just like my favorite line of any song ever uh is the
2: when I see his face.
1: You know, it's the, it's, it is part of that song, but it's like. Ooh, Barn uh,
2: Costello says, Can you see me in there? Yes, I can, Barn.
1: Aww. Tuesday night at the Bible study, we lift our hands and pray Pray for your body, body, and nothing ever happens. See, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that I think that Christian music lacks that is making, keeping it from being popular is this like, Honesty, yeah. of like, honesty. of like, but also sometimes things Question? are shit and yeah. people die yeah. and get sick, and, yeah. and you know, and a lot of Christian music is just like kind of love Co- songs to Jesus.
2: Cody Gaulin says, Hi, Pete. In a previous episode, you made mention of an episode with Amy Schumer. That episode has yet to see the light of day. Did it ever happen? Did it go poorly? <laughs> uh amy has never done it she's very public about that she won't do it she,
1: <laughs> she, you, she hates both of us and she will not know amy it.
2: amy and i have known each other for over a decade and i'm very happy for her and i'd love for her to do it and i, I her sister as well kim who's awesome but uh she's declined <laughs> oh i see why you opened that one um all right i'm gonna say two more then we're gonna play drunk and love You meet your 10-year-old self. What is Pete's favorite thing about Big Pete? His big old dick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What does Big Pete spend the day doing with Little Pete? (laughs) Okay, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Play it. Can you play "Drunken Love? Can I play it on my phone?
1: Okay, just to be fair, I will tell you this isn't like a fair singing game because I know every single word. No, I know,
2: but we're just going to sing along if we want. Okay. We're not going to improvise. When
1: I said that this would end with me singing Beyonce, I didn't know it truly
3: Oh, went. yes. I didn't know what was happening. We're I didn't singing. know that it actually would. I got drunk. very drunk. So I, I, don't.
1: I got pretty drunk. Drunk in and love. And I'm going to take another Oh, can I say
2: before too. we play this one moment, here's what we've been searching for on Spotify. Adele, David. Yes. That was David Bowie. Hello, Adele with two L's. <laughs> Sarah what was Sarah. Notorious.
1: Sarah was Sarah Watkins. You
2: just took the biggest shot. Did I? Yeah. Van. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel. Ew. Blur Oasis.
1: I didn't even think that I was. in Silver so
2: Chair. Bratstik, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, There Will Be Blood, Back to the Future, Jewel, Peter, Paul, Mary.
1: Oh,
0: that's for me. We <laughs> did that that's for you when for we
1: hung out.
2: Elizabeth and me. the Catapult. We,
1: we won't make him do it, but Good just band. so you know, Eric can do a perfect Mary impression.
2: And yeah, have... but nobody knows what Mary sounds like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so when I played for Pete, he's like, well, "Who are you listening to?" But
1: I will tell you this. I... Oh, wait, never mind. I'm wait, sorry.
2: Wait. <laughs> tell her. Tell him this.
1: I was just gonna tell you, I like I feel like I can more than other things, I am capable of doing impressions of female singers and I cannot do her at all. You're good at them. Thank you. I cannot do her thank at all, so it's very you. impressive that thank
3: you can. Thank you. So I curtsy to you. Thank you. Uh,
1: thank you so much. Also, before we start, congratulations on three hundred. Oh, episodes. I wanted to say Pete. thank you.
2: I wanted to say that of all the of all the many things <laughs> that uh, that I've done, oh, phone call of all the many things that I've done, uh, whatever they may be, um, <laughs> this podcast has been the absolute most. Wonderful, nutritious, three-dimensional, uh, growth-inducing, friend-creating, uh, love-increasing, endeavor of all. Mm-hmm. And it's just simple talk. sitting down and talking with people and having an excuse to connect with people. And then even more than that, it's been a wonderful excuse to get to know the fans, seeing them out at shows, whenever you guys uh, line up to say hello at the end and tell me how— this show has uh, changed your life. I, I always say the same thing. It's it's done the same thing for me. And for you guys to uh, bear witness to that and join me on that journey and, and for me to kind of join you on your journey is a very important and wonderful thing. So thank you for 300. Let's keep going. People ask if the show's going to keep going. I don't see a time in my life where I don't want to sit down with my favorite people and uh, gab for a couple hours. And I'm always happy to have you guys uh, listen in. And thank you for being there for all the changes. If you listen to the beginning, kind of a very different guy. Uh, you know, same guy, but uh, some of those layers have been shedded and we're getting a better look at him. and – And I think that is the meaning – one of the meanings of life is to get to know ourselves as best as we can and to live, as we've said in this podcast, authentically. So thank you for being a part of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience through the ones you didn't like. Thank you for your joy in the ones that you did. And uh, here's to uh, a lot more. And thank you, Katie. Yay, Katie. Mm -hmm. And Aristotle. But Katie, 90% of the
1: time. (laughs) And um, also to those of you who listen to the podcast and feel like you know Pete, I live with him and I can tell you, you basically do. (laughs) 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 He's very good at being transparent and I think he's the same person in the podcast that he is just throughout life. So
2: you do. Thank you, Milo.
1: You're welcome. All right. And to
2: celebrate 300 (laughs) strong ones. Here's. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna. We're just gonna. uh, We're just gonna get into it.
1: I'm just in a trance at this point.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: I've been drinking.
0: I've I've been been Mm. drinking. I get filthy when the liquor get into me. I've been thinking. I've been
2: thinking
1: let Kitty, do yeah, uh, no! <laughs> uh, no! can you please edit that? Thank you. <laughs> it ain't fucked up. You can't fuck up.
2: Please. I won't touch it. Two. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> drinkin'.
1: This is your solo. I've
2: been drinking. I can get my belly, 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 belly. Got your breakfast, my breakfast. Breakfast, my breakfast. Fuck up my wall. Get out of my house. Baby, I want you. Nah, nah. Three, three hundred. Three, three three three, 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 three. Baby, I want, three. I want three.
1: you. <laughs> 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 no. That's just for us.
2: <laughs> this is regrettable.
1: Cigars are on ice. Cigars on ice? Why? I'm not going to be able to light that, that shit. With these you can light a cold cigar. It's not a wet one. <laughs> I'll keep that
2: ice, ice cold. It Here you go. I want you. Na-na. na I want you. na We woke up in the kitchen. This is my part. okay. We woke up in the kitchen sure saying, how the, the hell the did it? He
1: yeah.
2: No well, we got drunk. Drunk uh, all night.
0: We be only
2: We
3: be on it. Are you going to regret this?
2: I'm going to go see you later. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, let's say keep it crispy. It's over. Do you say it? <laughs> you didn't have to put the earphones on. Why are you being begrudging? Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Katie? Everybody fade the shit out. <laughs> I did that.
3: So crispy, so
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com.